Oh, yes, baby. Yes, baby. Yes. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another outstanding episode of Row One Seat One with you. As always, I am your host, Joey Fats. Mr. Sean Bettencourt joining me this evening. What's up? Sup. What's up? Sup, sup. Very Just important. Sup. Very important week. It's a big week. It is a big week. It is the most annoying week of the year. This is apparently. Oh, that was a good. Hit. This is the Super Bowl in September. Whoa! It's going to have as much coverage as <sighs> any Super Bowl you've seen in Patriots history. Oh, without a doubt, this is going to be the most hyped-up game of the entire season. Shoved coming. down your throat. Whether you like it or not, they're doing. Like, Sunday countdown is live from Gillette, even though the game is not until eight o'clock. Oh my god, my eyes are already watering, and we haven't even gotten to the fun part yet. They're um, going. They're going to. Literally, did you see the Adele preview they put out there? Oh, the hello from the other hello side. For, listen, as soon as it got an, so lame. it got of course it is. It got an Adele song. It's like man, it's gonna be a bad week for me. It's gonna be just drivel upon bullshit, upon stories, upon conundrums, and all this excess shit you don't care about or need. Exactly. Uh, so we'll get into that. Obviously, we're gonna get into Brady returning home to Gillette Stadium Sunday night. Uh, in week number four in the National Football League, we'll get into the pa- uh, the Bucks and the Rams, the Patriots, the Saints, the chaos that was the AFC West right now. Everything from week number three, we'll cover all that. Josh Gordon is back. Josh Gordon is back, baby. Eleventh, eleventh times a charm. Can we just? Can he not be stopped? I just don't think he can be stopped. He's Can't just. Be. He is determined. He's like a cockroach. He will not go away. Uh, there is uh, some information that we'll get into a little bit, you know, about uh, who may or may not be purchasing the Broncos. You might have heard of a couple of the names that are in one of the ownership groups. Uh, but uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into the super wild card weekend that the NFL announced, which is Sean is none too pleased with. And we will get into, obviously, Aaron Rodgers just sucking the souls out of opposing teams as usual. Why? This, none of this was a surprise. People freaked out after week one. We didn't. For no reason. We didn't freak out. No, but, a lot of people did freak out. Remember the the, the, the uh, narrative was, he's, he's tanking it. He's tanking the season. He's going to tank the season to tell the Packers they'll go fuck themselves. He did this on purpose. Oh, ridiculous. Um, Absurd. No, that's not how this goes at all. But uh, you can give us a phone call, 774-992-8702. That's the phone number. We'll get into a little bit of uh, NFL. We got some uh, NBA. We got some videos for you as well. Uh, a little bit of Brad, a little Bradley Beal, uh, making some uh, reporters very, very uncomfortable in a press conference the other day regarding uh, COVID vaccinations and the NBA and how they're going to handle it, uh, so on and so forth. And at the top of the second hour, or to start the second hour, you guys will be in for a real treat because Sean oh. brought this. Which, if you don't know what this is, put that closer to the camera so they can actually see it zoomed in. There it is, the one chip challenge. It is. The uh, hottest chip in the world. I've done that. I did the Death Nut Challenge once, uh, but we'll see how this is. It's literally just it's one chip. You know, there it is. That's it. That's the one chip. And uh, you know what to expect. Um, there it is. There's the what to. Uh, you can't really see it because the light. There we go. Uh, too much glare. But whatever. It's it's all in there. Uh, basically, it's like you versus the Reaper. 
Uh, if you can do it, like there's this whole thing, and uh, you know you do it on social media. So we're gonna do it at the top of the second hour. Uh, hopefully, we get all the good conversation out of the way early, uh, so that way when I'm sitting here mumbling through tears, um, it won't be as bad. It'll be tolerable. Man, I don't know. I, I I give Joey all the credit in the world. I will not be doing this because uh, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. I'm a pussy, and I don't. I do not. I do not mess with this stuff. I will. Sean be, is a bona fide bitch when it comes to spicy. I will 100% have a gallon of milk. Immediately chug it after I put that chip in my mouth. I don't even want to feel the sensation because I know I'd quit. I'd be like, nope. I don't even do well with hot sauce. Like, too much hot sauce and I'm already, like, sweating. My nose is sweaty. My eyes are runny. My eyes are runny. My eyes are getting watery. I could never do that chip. I, w- I would pass away. You would. It, it would definitely kill you. We uh, had a a, 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 a longtime Falcons fan and listener of ours offer to snort a chip for $500. Break it up and snort it. <laughs> which would just be... That was just ignorance. Your uh, your response was appropriate to that, though. Uh, you said, no, "Listen, dude, we're not trying to witness a suicide here. Yes. Okay, we just want to see some funny, spicy reactions." He stuff. said, "Give me five hundred dollars. I'll do it, and then I, I'll need a ride to the hospital." It's Did like, I say at the top no. of the hour? I meant at nine thirty to start 9:30. the second hour. To start the second hour, so at nine thirty, we'll pop the chip. Uh, but Sean, let's get into the Patriots and the Bucks. Uh, obviously, this is what everybody's going to be talking about for the next five days. Uh, including us. We'll talk about it here tonight, even though we kind of don't really want to, but we have to. It's the biggest story in sports right now. It's going... And listen, I'm going to just say this to Patriot fans. Uh, If you are still a true Patriot fan and you are not on uh, hashtag tit, which is Tom instead of team... That that was good. I like it now. Now that I get it, now Mm -hmm. I I see what you did there. I'm I'm digging it. Uh, Hashtag tit, Tom instead of team... If you are still one of the Patriots fans that is team first and that you are rooting for Mac Jones and the Patriots to do well, uh, good for you, first of all, for standing your ground and not following, you know, following the, the cucks that uh, surround you. I'm going to give uh, – me and my dad don't agree a lot on sports. My dad is very critical. Mm. Um, my dad me and my dad don't agree a lot on sports either. Yeah. My dad uh, came by my house this week, uh, two days ago, and he goes – I was talking to him about the game, and he goes, I hope the Patriots break Tom Brady's legs. I was like, Jesus, Dad. He goes, he left. That's how I would feel. But I just, I just laughed because he was just so casual about it. He goes, hope they break his legs. See, and, and this is. And then my father was like, not even like upset by. It. He's like, break his legs. You know, he recovers and he's fine afterwards. But his career's over. And then he's like, he's like, but Gronkowski's like, basically that dude can go to hell. That's how I feel about Gronkowski too, though. He, that was high and dry bullshit move he did. He, Brady earned it. You do whatever you want. Brady earned it, but he still did you dirty. But there was because there was still an opening for him to come back. Yes, and Belichick said it perfectly Monday morning, six thirty a.m. on the Greg Hill Morning Show on WEEI. The last time you hear me promote that station, for probably forever. Um, Belichick was asked point blank, "Did you want Tom Brady back?" I was expecting a very Belichick answer of, "I don't talk about players and other teams." Mm-hmm. He said, "We wanted Tom back. Uh, it was our intention that he was going to return to the team." Tom looked at his options, and he said Tampa Bay was a better option than New well, England. We have the Mike Reese tweet right here. Actually, Perfect. From the Greg Hill Show. Absolutely. Uh, so you can see right there on the screen uh, via the Greg Hill Show. So you wanted Tom to resign. Bill Belichick responds. I think we've been through all the dynamics of that. He looked at his options, made his decision. We weren't as good an option as Tampa. It wasn't a question of wanting him. That's of not wanting him. That's for sure. A hundred percent. This narrative of Belichick didn't want Brady hasn't existed since 2014. That, I believed, when they drafted Garoppolo, 
they figured uh, Tom's really not Tom anymore, and he had, and even Tom Brady will admit, like he was going through this slump. And in two, 2014, they drafted Garoppolo. He flipped the switch, and he was like, "All right, I got to get my ass in gear. My career's over." Yep, that I believe. Bill absolutely several wanted, years later. Bill absolutely wanted to keep Brady. He had no intention of getting rid of him. Who was he gonna Who was he gonna have to replace him? Garoppolo. No, oh, I thought right, you meant back then. Right, no, right, right now, now nobody. No, nobody, nobody. They would it, have drafted somebody knowing that he was gonna leave. And right, you don't. And maybe if 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 Brady had stuck around on that two year deal, and this was the last year of his deal, maybe they still draft Mac Jones. You know, maybe they still trade up and and get get you know because they probably would have been better. They definitely would have been better than seven and nine with Brady under center last year. Yeah, they, what are they, they would have been, been ten and six. Nine and seven, ten and six, ten something and six, like that for sure. Because you you win the Buffalo game, you fumbled, and you win maybe the Seahawks game and the Denver game when Drew Locke just air, like mailed it in. Or the, the or the Forty Nineers game, maybe you're actually competitive in that game. Right. There was there was a so, few there was a few a few more than a few opportunities for them to be better for sure. than seven and nine last year had Brady look, been under center. But well, let's let's be real. He didn't want to rebuild. Brady is Brady no. No, Brady sees the end. He sees the finish line. He talks about it all the time. He talks about it whoever will listen. Brady openly loves talking now. Making commercials, talking, he'll go on whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. We probably invite him on this show, he'll probably join. You know what I mean? Or he'll join through like an agent or something like that. You know what I mean? Like he does everything. And he has his own podcast now, the Let's Go podcast. Which Wouldn't is- that be funny if we got Brady on this podcast? <laughs> and he's just all of a sudden just like he's talking like, about everything. So, Tom, first of all, how dare you? Uh, that would be me. No, that'd be me. I would be I would be uh, Mindy so- Kaling from The Office. Yeah. First of all, how dare you? Second of all, I love you. Yeah. First, I mean, first of all, Tom, go fuck yourself. Thanks. <laughs> Just had to get that off my chest for 20 years of pain and misery, you fucking asshole. And he would laugh. He probably would. Oh, he's actually sure. got a sense of humor, and he's actually a funny guy. And he's, he's, he's actually a pretty decent, you know, human being. So, you know, as much shit as we talk about Tom Brady, the he guy. Loves he loves it. He, he eats it up. Yeah. He, and wouldn't you? Yes. I mean, wouldn't he? I, I know I would. He enjoys being the villain. I, do, he I loves definitely it. would. I, everybody should love being the bad guy. Like, you need a bad guy. And it's like, there's a part of me that can't wait for Brady to retire, so I can just be like, finally, that chapter of my life is over. Go fuck yourself. But you're going to miss but that. But the other part of me is like, I already miss it since Peyton retired. Tired. Yes. Like, well, now there's no now that you know the the Joker's still over here doing his thing, but Batman retired. Yeah, and that's, or, you know what I mean. Like, and, and then it was flipped the other way. It was you either die the Batman quote, you either die a villain. I mean, you either die a hero. Or you see yourself. Uh, you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Yeah. And Brady is 100 percent like I'm a villain. Whatever. Fuck it. Who gives a <laughs> shit? He doesn't care. And good for him. And nor should he. Uh, but before we get into the Bucks and the Patriots coming up this week, let's talk a little bit about the Patriots from this past week. Oof. Uh, because the Bucks didn't have a great day on Sunday either. They got throttled by the Rams. I know Brady threw for like 400 yards and no interceptions or whatever. Bro, they scored, what, 17 points? Like, give me a uh, 24 total. Oh, they but it was, it was stat oh, padding. It was 34-24 at the because end, Because right? Brady got a touchdown late in the game, but it was already over It at was that way point. over at that point. Right, because I remember the last time I looked at it, it was, uh, it was like, I was like, oh, yeah, this game's over. Joey, let's just, let's just go ahead and admit it. Bucks have... Bottom four defense in the league. Bottom four. They can't. They can't stop the run. They right now, they cannot, definitely though. can't stop the pass. No, you're right. Uh, that they're, team. They're, they were razor thin coming into the season at, at corner at, at DB. They've suffered a couple of injuries now. Uh, they're actually uh, they're bringing Richard Sherman in for tonight. a visit. That's how tonight. that's how desperate they're getting. He might if they sign him tonight, he might play Sunday. That's what they said. That's how desperate they are. That's desperation right there. Yep. You're talking about going into Week Four of an NFL season. You're talking about bringing in Richard Sherman and playing. You are desperate and starting immediately. Immediately Week One. That's desperation. Uh, that is not great. That is not good. But I said it in the off season. 
the way the Bucks were rebuilding this team by just keeping all the guys that they had was not going to work. You don't, you can't do that in the NFL. Never. And again, it was, January will roll around. I'll be proven right again, and everybody will say, "Well, you know, it wasn't there. It was injury." Yeah, you're right. It was injuries. They got very lucky with injuries last year. They sure didn't did. really have a lot of major Absolutely. ones. Absolutely. And the ones they did have, to like Vita Vey, those guys got healthy right at the right time, at right the in the playoffs. middle of the playoffs, yep. like right at the beginning of the playoffs. So. You you don't you don't catch lightning in a bottle like that every year in the NFL. Things have to work out very well for you in order to repeat. Those 0304 Patriot teams that were the last teams to repeat, those were two of the best Super Bowl teams. Those are two top ten all time great teams. For sure. hundred percent agree. When you look at the talent, when you look at the depth, the roster, the coaching, everything, those teams were as good as you could possibly find. I mean, they're, were they better? Sure, but we're at that point, we're splitting hairs, right? So we asked Jarvis Green about it a couple of weeks ago, who was better, the 07 team or the 04 team. Mm-hmm. He said the 07 team was better. He's like, we were just, you know, naming, oh. we we're calling our shots and naming our scores. I mean, that, I was, dis- that was clear. I, I, I still disagree. I still think the 04 team was the best. Well, the 04 team's the best because they won. Not even just that, but think about it, think about it this way, Sean. The 04 team was a... 17 and 2 team. The 07 team was 18 and 1. There was only one game difference between those two teams. And when you actually go back and look at it, those the Patriots that year in 2004, they held the greatest offense of all time at the time, the 2004 Colts, the 3 points. Mm-hmm. Then they went into Pittsburgh and they hung 40 what 49 on the number 1 defense in the league at, the, at that year. Stacked. Who then ended up going on to win the Super Bowl the next year? Stacked. I mean, that was about as impressive of a playoff run as you could as you could find. And then they go and they get they go to they go fill they they get Philly in the Super Bowl. McNabb does what McNabb does. To balls out on one leg. Yep. Like not what nine for one twenty one. Like it was only, insane. And only loses uh, becomes the most has the most reception in Super Bowl history. And then loses to Deion Branch by two receptions in the same game. Yeah. It's crazy. The two like biggest wide receivers of all time played in the same game to break the records at 2004. It's since been broken again uh, a couple of times. I mean, Demarius Thomas had broken it in 2013 in the loss of the Seahawks, and then Edelman, I think, broke Edelman, it. Edelman, I think, in broke 18. it in six, uh, 18. Was it? No, I thought it was six, it was against the Falcons, wasn't it? I thought I thought he had a game against the no, it was against the Rams. He fucking killed it. He had Did like he? twelve receptions. Okay. It was, he was the MVP. That, that game, right? You're right. It had to have been that great. He was, he was the, the only MVP. offense the Patriots had was Edelman, yeah. and they scored thirteen points that game, and the Rams still couldn't win. Un- I know, fucking believable. Uh, but we'll get into the Rams uh, in a little bit. But let's talk a little bit about this uh, this Patriots Saints game because there's a few things I want to get into. One, I want to get into. Oh, you can start. Trust me, I got a lot to say. I want to get into a little bit about. Let's let's kick it off with. Uh, well, we'll take this call first, and then we'll 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 get into that. Hold caller, stand by. Joey Fats Radio, row one, seat one. What's going on, boys? What's happening, Durant? What's going on, Durant? Durant, how's it feel to be in second place in the AC West? Not bad. I mean, we should be first, <laughs> considering how the team could be. But... Yeah, you know, you know. Yeah, I mean, you, you guys, you, you, I mean, you guys don't make the schedule, so. Yeah, no, we certainly don't. Zero uh, and nine. Zero and nine. Zero and nine will get you. Zero and nine will get you three and zero, baby. It's it's that shouldn't count. You know what I mean? It just it sounds weird. Like like you shouldn't be penalized for beating the teams that cause them to have a weaker record. I mean, I don't I don't like the way that they. Well, that's the thing. Everybody else in the division is going to get to play those it teams should, too. Yeah, so. it should be just like 
everyone's in first. Like, if you're both three and zero, you're in first place. Well, no, it goes by the the points. I get, I get it. But I'm just saying, like, it just should be you're both tied in first until we get. Well, yeah, we're both three and zero, but technically the Broncos are leading the AFC West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm gonna take this moment to uh, boast that because it's probably not gonna last much longer. Jeez, I thought the Dolphins gonna come back and win that game. But against uh, Oakland? Yeah. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, we all did. That was yeah. that was they pulled out think, of their ass. I think I added a few more uh, gray hairs after that game. Yeah, I mean, you guys have eked out wins against Baltimore and Miami now in back-to-back weeks, and I mean, you don't apologize for beating good teams on the road, but man, that was uh, well, one was at home, but that was wild. That's been a wild two weeks. If you're a Raiders fan, yeah, you that might have been the be craziest right football game I've ever watched. It was pretty. Uh, yeah, I mean, you got to be pretty stoked right now if you're a Raiders fan. Honestly, I mean, you're 3-0 for the first time since 2002. Uh, the Chiefs are 1-2. Granted, I still think they're going to end up winning the division. Uh, the Chargers are 2-1 and one right behind us. But at the end of the day... Chiefs are panicking. They are. They are. The Andy Reid had, like, a mild heart attack. Something Did like you guys City see they losses. signed uh, Josh Gordon? Yep. We're, we're going to touch on that. Josh Gordon, his 11th chance in the league. Yep. I mean, listen, <laughs> listen, I, I, I'm all for the man making it. He seems like a great fucking dude, but he can't keep his nose clean. And I don't mean that in like a he's not like a Coke problem or anything like that. It's it's alcohol and, and weed and. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. just how it is. You know, Alton Smith had that same problem, you know, great talent in the league. But uh, I just couldn't stay straight. No, not in the slightest. I, it's It's sad because. He always comes in, no matter where he goes. If it's Seattle, if it's the Patriots, it's if, if it's Cleveland, if it's whoever it is, it'll probably be the same for Kansas City, too. He comes in for like a month straight. He's good. He's on his best behavior. He goes right back into his habits. And then he'll start smoking the weed. He starts. He disappears. He shows up for meetings late. They start questioning him and asking him where he is. He never answers his phone. It's the same routine over and over and over and over again. And it sucks. Everybody. Hey, I mean, look at look at my guy, Darren Waller. I mean, he's a great example that, you know, he was on Baltimore's practice squad getting cut, and yeah. now he's the top yeah. three tight end in the league. Uh, I mean, listen, no one, no, one says, no one says you can't overcome your demons, but... He was, he was, was it big on coke, right? He was a big cocaine guy. I Honestly, I don't know. I just know I he think, was an addict. I think Waller was, uh, was busted for cocaine a few times. I think that was the thing. Oh, maybe. But maybe. it was expensive, like... Did he find Jesus? I don't. I don't he key. found somebody. That's the key to getting clean. But uh, regardless, he's basically tight end. Uh, he's basically tight end Jesus now, uh, and that's all that matters because Derek Carr is absolutely loving Can him. Can they stop double covering Darren Waller? Like I have him on two fantasy teams. It would be great if they could not cover him, t- double cover him every goddamn. Well, no, game they're now. just saying they're not going to let Darren Waller beat him. Fuck you. Mm, that's how <laughs> it's going to go. Let him one on one him, please. All right, listen. Why don't you worry about John U. Smith and fucking dicking me in fantasy right now? Okay. Oh, he dicking me in real life too. Fuck Jesus that Christ. Came out, but, that came out uh, wrong, um, but you get it. <laughs> So I wanted to uh, touch base on a particular topic. Uh, as much as I'd love to keep talking about football, uh, yep. wanted to talk. I, I know you mentioned it in the in the post there about Bradley Beal uh, okay. and the reporters. Um, I also wanted to touch base on uh, the two interviews there. Uh, one was with Kyrie Irving, and the other one was with Andrew Wiggins. Uh, yep. Pretty much just reporters, uh, you know, pressing them about the vaccine and. You know, like really pressing it too. Uh, how do you guys both feel about that personally? You want to go first? I mean, it's it's no one's business. I, I think LeBron James said it best. Uh, he said everybody has the right to make their own choice. Everybody has the right to decide what is best for them and their families, and that should be a decision that is left up to them and them alone. 
Now, and it's no reporter in the room's business. It's nobody in the public's business. And none of this should be made personal. Like, none of this personal information should be made public. And they don't require you to tell everybody, you know, to let everybody know when you got the flu shot. They don't require everybody to tell you, you know, when your kid gets vaccinated before they go to go to kindergarten or preschool or whatever it is. They don't tell you, like, no one goes on and, and says any of that shit. So why all of a sudden now do we care? I mean, I know that's a rhetorical question. I know why we all of a sudden care. Yes. The point is, is that we shouldn't. So we're all probably different points in our lives, the three of us talking right here. Um, uh, full disclosure, I'm vaccinated. I chose it because I just I don't really care. Like, I didn't believe all that shit where, oh, they put a microchip and it could be poisonous. I'm like, guess no, what? No, that's all bullshit. Yeah. If, if they no, wanna, if, I didn't believe any of that. No, that's, that's fine. But if they want to poison me, they want to track me. My life ain't that interesting. Fucking track me. I don't I give mean, a shit. I mean, you have a cell phone. They can already do that anyway. <laughs> they can they already do it. inject you with well, anything. Well, you said it best, Sean. You know, you don't care. I mean, you didn't care enough to say it on the show that you're vaccinated. I mean, you know, that's... Yeah. It's like, but, but that, here's... That's your right. It's it's whoever's business you want it to be. If you exactly. If you want it to be our business, then so be it. If not, then, you know, that should be respected as well, too, though. And mm-hmm. the same thing goes for Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal sat there and explained it so eloquently. And they were basically saying, like, like I forget the female reporter's name, but she's like... We're giving you a microphone to explain to the masses. And he's like, okay, I've had COVID, okay? Mm-hmm. And the woman's like, yep. mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like, and you're vaccinated, correct? And I, I'm assuming she nodded yes. And he goes, we both can still get COVID the same exact way. But the difference is, is that if you have the vaccine, you're less likely to be hospitalized. And he goes... Allegedly, because allegedly, still but, because you still hear all the right. stories about the ICU, you know all these uh, these these stories that uh, get copy pasted all over Twitter, and it's like I'm a doctor at this hospital, and you know I, the the last words out of this patient's mouth were I wish I'd gotten vaccinated. It was, it was a veterinary or hospital. or whatever yeah. or or uh, yeah you know they're sitting there saying or I wish everybody had gotten vaccinated so I wouldn't be here right now like but he it's made just such bullshit. He made such a great eloquent point that is not described. I am full. I, I got vaccinated for myself. I, I really don't care about other people's opinions. I figured it would be easier if I got like did shit in my life if I was vaccinated. Because sure. one, I didn't care, and I haven't had COVID yet, so or maybe I have. I don't know. Because sometimes you just you may have got the symptoms and not know you had it. And I didn't have the other test done to see if I had it in the past, but I just got I just got the goddamn vaccine because that's that was my choice. I yeah, am and not. See, I don't I don't fault anyone for their decisions. You know, just don't fault me for mine. Exactly, and I don't know? and I don't expect and anybody to follow my decision. I am full free choice. Absolutely. If you do not want this vaccine, there is no proof saying that you will not get COVID. You are protected against. If anything, it's been the exact opposite. Free choice, in my opinion. Do whatever you wish you like. If you're that worried about catching COVID still, I'm sorry. You should not be out if you have that many health risks. At, this, at this point in the game, it's been yeah. two freaking and see, years. Not everyone, not everyone agrees with how, you know, not everyone agrees with what we're talking about right now. Oh, you know? of course. Yeah. No, of course. And a lot of people That's don't. Fine. I mean, but this is, but it's it's wild because we're, Free at a, speech. we're at a point in time right now where the the thing that is, we're blaming the thing for not working. We're blaming the vaccine for not working. Uh, or, or, the, or, or I'm sorry, we're we're uh, we're we're saying the vaccine the vaccine's not working is being blamed on the people who don't take it. Yeah. Like think about that for a second. The vaccine doesn't work because people won't take it. Okay. Well, if it works, then it works for the people that took it, right? Well, no, because other people aren't taking it. So then it doesn't work. Yeah, and I didn't really want to get, you know, 
too into detail with all this or make it political or anything like that. Well, no, it's I mean, not. You, it's, I mean, you know Durant, me, it's, Joe. Listen, I'm a sports guy. I don't really but do it's, the political uh, shit. Unfortunately, COVID and, and all this stuff has, has woven itself into the fabric of society, and there is no escaping it, okay? We got a basketball season coming up where, where you know, I was watching, uh, you know, Stephen A. Smith's show today or, or at least a clip of it at the gym, and they were debating on whether or not NBA players should be allowed to play Oracle Arena if they're not vaccinated because San Francisco has mandated that everybody in San Francisco be vaccinated. Yeah. Whether you're visiting My or living is, there. You know, fuck these reporters for, for, you know, pressing these athletes, you know, with these questions. That's just my opinion. Well, I mean, that's the thing. We've got to push back. The media is so dishonest, and they're just out for all they care about. Listen, man, when I was in school, and, and I went to school for mass media and they, all and all this stuff, okay, one of the biggest things that we were taught was, and, and it's such a cliche, but if it bleeds, it leads. Okay, there's a reason why you turn on the 5 o'clock news, and it's either a car accident or a house fire. The lead story. Every single night. Or chaos. Just or in general, something terrible is happening. Like they always lead with a bad news story. They North don't, Korea blows up forty six children. Right, today. They don't lead yeah. with they don't lead with oh wow look at this man who uh, adopted seventeen kittens uh, from a kill shelter and is now putting them up for adoption from his home and they're all they all found nice homes. No, that's like the eleven o'clock news story. It'll you know uh, the third or fourth one. We all know what it is and. I mean, if you listen, and I'm not going to go down this wormhole on the show tonight, but if you listen and look up the Project Veritas stuff, where they went and had hidden cameras on the CNN executives, the high-ranking CNN execs that were saying, like, oh, yeah, we love COVID. We had the death counter on the screen. It was great for ratings. You know, we were in the, we were in the tank, and then all of a sudden COVID hit, and boom, we exploded again. Well, I mean, th- there is something to that. I-, I don't know if I believe the extreme politicalness of, of a lot of those things, because sometimes I think some of it's made up and fabricated. But I do believe that news media is all about it. Like they had, they had Trump for four years. We joked in the show when Trump got out of office, they're like, "What are we gonna do?" Yeah, they they had nothing. They're like, they're like, "We're gonna go full on with the, with the COVID stuff," and they went like double or nothing. And, and now here we are. And now yeah. our uh, our fearless dementia ridden leader, it you know said you know yesterday off the cuff. Uh, maybe when 97, 98% of the country's vaccinated, maybe then I'll decide, you know, think about letting it get back to normal. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, this is the times yeah. we're living in, folks. And, and you're right, Durant, though. The media is at fault here. And, you know, I often think back to an old Chris Rock stand-up skit, you know, where he was like... Raw? You know, Chris, Chris Rock. Yeah, Raw. That, was it that special? I don't remember what the name of the okay. special was, but it was the one we were talking about, you know... When people go to the ATM at, you know, 1130 at night, they're not looking over their shoulder for the media. They're looking for something else. Yeah. You know, they, it's not the media that's doing this. But now that, we, now that we've kind of come, you know, to what, 25, 30 years later, we kind of now know that, yeah, the media is, they're the fear mongers. That's what they do. They want people to listen. No, it was definitely Chris Rock. Uh, they want, oh, Roz Eddie Murphy. Thank yeah, you. Roz Sorry, Eddie my Murphy. bad. Right. Sorry. No, the, the one I was talking about Good was definitely... Was, was definitely Chris Rock, but we know that now the media shapes the narrative. They control the way people think. If they didn't, then we wouldn't be in this position. But you can tell... Yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving was actually, like, nice about it, too. I was waiting for him to be a dickhead. Oh, listen. He was actually give it nice time. about it. Give I don't it know time. if you guys saw that particular interview. Oh, yeah. I, I can't... I, I'm very biased with Kyrie. Kyrie just pisses me off. I did not see... I didn't see Kyrie's... I saw Kyrie's. I, I didn't he see... Was, I heard about it. Kyrie... Kyrie yeah, was, he just was said... Normal. He just said, please respect my privacy. You know? And then, like, the guy pressed him again, and he had to say it again. Respect my privacy. Next question. But Wiggins... And then the Andrew Wiggins one... They I don't pushed know if you saw him. that one. Yeah, but, uh, I saw the Wiggins they one. They kept pressing him as well, and he pretty much just said it because it's none of your business. Yeah, he cracked. 
they got him to crack, though. You notice, yeah. like, it started with him being like, oh, you know, you respect my choices, my family's choices, and what my beliefs are. Like, I, like, you don't push your beliefs on me. I don't push my beliefs on you. And the woman was, like, harassing him. And he's like, it's none of your damn, like, he basically, like, snapped and was like, it's none of your damn business, period. And they were like, gotcha. Like, they were waiting for him to snap to be like, look how angry this man is. He's unvaccinated and full of anger. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just going to push that. And then, they, and then they're kind of, like, pushing him, like, what if you don't play? Are you not going to play basketball? Like, this is your career. Like, this is your well, second that, chance. Well, that was actually going to be my next question to you guys was, uh, what do you guys do if you're in, you know, say, Kyrie's shoes? You know, do you do you get the vaccine so you can play basketball? Or do you... Let's not use Kyrie. But I think it would be the most Kyrie move of let's, all time. Yeah, let's Kyrie not use only, Kyrie. only played away games in cities that allowed unvaccinated players to play. That, that would be so fucking hilarious to me. And honestly, I would stand up and applaud him if he did but that. But I feel like Kyrie would do that even without COVID. He'd be like, I'm only going to play I mean, he misses half, half the games anyways. So. That, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, I mean. Let's take Wiggins as a better example. Wiggins or Beal. Let's use either one of those. If they said yep. to Bradley Beal, who is a potential massive trade chip candidate this year, and apparently the rumor is he's going to be traded, he's going to be gone next year to another team definitively. They say, Bradley Beal, you don't get vaccinated. You can't play on this team next year. You have to basically retire for one season. He's got money to make. He's got yeah. teams to look at him. Bradley Beal might be a guy that gets forced to take the vaccination against his will. Yeah. Now, what would you guys say to, you know, let's leave, you know, let's leave the big shots and the athletes out of it. What would you say to, like, say, uh, you know, hospital workers that are getting, you know, mandated or whatever to get the vaccine in order to keep their jobs? What would you say to them? Uh, I know one person who actually left the field. I they didn't, to, they didn't want to get vaccinated. It, listen, uh, my my place of employment uh, as an employee of the state of Massachusetts, I'm being required by October 17th to get the vaccination or face suspensions uh, and termination. So my place is not mandating it. I have I have decisions to make. I I, I haven't yet made my decision on what I'm going to do. Um, yeah. But I know that there are people I work with that have made up their mind, and they are counting down the days until they are uh, officially retired. So hey, I don't. I, I think. I mean that that's that's how, that's the stance I would take. It's. I mean, know? it's it's I mean, absolute bullshit. I respect that, what, uh, whatever decision you got to make. I mean, I respect it either way. You know. The the thing is, is I think I know that there are there. You know, we went a year ago. We were told to it's a tough subject. Uh, applaud healthcare workers and you know send send our send our love to them because they were the heroes of this whole thing because they were working through the pandemic you know potentially putting their lives at risk or putting them at risk to catch covid while they were in the hospitals working with these people just like I was it wasn't like I was uh you know I was no stranger to hospital trips last fall believe me um but at the end of the day we were told that these were the real heroes of this pandemic, the people, the boots on the ground, the, you know, the nurses and the, and the doctors and the, you know, the, the local hospitals and the local you know, ERs and things like that that were, that were putting themselves at risk. And now the same people that were telling us to applaud them and thank them and you know, give them our love. And you know, every day when you saw them at shift change, you were supposed to stick your head out the, the window in Boston and clap for them and cheer them on as they walked to their cars and left and all this other shit. Now, as of uh, as of what midnight last night in New York, they were all suspended or 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 or, hi- or fired. You know, because uh, uh, was it Hockle, the new uh, governor, the the female there that took over for Cuomo. I'm not sure. She basically told everybody to get fucked. 
And all these same people that we were told to applaud, thank, and, and give the world to because they sacrificed so much to take care of people during this are now being shown the door because they won't get this vaccine despite the fact that they've been working for 18 months under these conditions and have had no problem and they're fine. Yeah, it's really disgusting, man. I mean, and I didn't want to take up too much time with all of this, you know, but I think sometimes it's good to just, uh, you know, just talk about real life shit, yeah. you know. Durant, if you if you have time after you after you get off the phone or whatever with us, check out what's happening in Australia, if you haven't, where they are completely rebelling, like full on. It is a prison state. They, in, in they said they said it's basically the, the, the vaccine is mandatory and people just started rioting against the police in main cities, everything like go watch some videos. And if to- you want to see honest to God, real police brutality, go watch what the, the Australian police are doing to the citizens. Yeah, it's, I, I watched a video of them take a 75 year old woman, slam her to the ground and then two officers simultaneously pepper spray her. Now, if you've never been, if you've never been pepper sprayed, I, I mean, you don't know what it feels like. Believe me when I say, it's it's no picnic. And if you're just some old lady sitting there on the ground and you got two people spraying you in the face, that is brutal. It's uh, Australia's talking about a mandatory lockdown again, and that's why it's what's what's spawning all this stuff. So if you have a few minutes, just go Google it, watch watch some videos, read a couple of news articles about it. Australia yeah, is. I will. Pretty, it's pretty crazy right now. Australia is going through like uh, not a civil war, but they're going through like a massive like internal uh, conflict right now. Yeah, I can only imagine, man. But uh, getting back to football, uh, who's the through three weeks? Who's the best team in football right now? I think we, I think it's got to be the Rams. Definitely, it's, otherwise, it's, it's the right now to it's me. The Rams. It's the Rams. Sure. The, it's the Rams. It's the Packers. And right there, I think the Chiefs will eventually get it right. No, you can't say that right now. Chiefs are Chiefs. I'm sorry. This needs to be said on this show. Patrick Mahomes, stop doing your fucking no look bullshit. It's eating him alive this year. It's, it, he has three I, picks I, we, because been, of it. We've been saying it was going to catch up to him. That is cutesy little no look passes. Like that shit only works for so long, and eventually it bites you in the ass. And right now it's biting the Chiefs in the ass. Now will it bite him in this ass all season? I don't know. I still kind of trust Mahomes to make those throws and do what he's got to, he's got to do. But at the end of the day, uh, I still think the Chiefs are going to be one of the top three or four best teams in the league when the season's uh, concluded. We'll see. I don't know. Something's not right yeah. in Kansas City this year. It's early. I think I'm with you on that, Joe. I mean, Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes, you know I mean? I'm not you worried could say, about- you know, they lack wide receivers and their defense isn't all that. But uh, at the end of the day, you, you have Pat Mahomes. I mean, so, Pat, and- Pat Mahomes isn't the problem. It just seems like, you know, Kelsey seems a little slower. Tyreek seems a little bit slow. Like he's lost like seem, a half a they step. They seem a little off right now, but I think that can be attributed to maybe just... CEH cannot hold on to the ball at all. Yeah, just drops true. it. Every every time someone hits him, he just drops it. Flat out. keeps dropping it, right. No, I mean, listen, I think it's going to be – I think it's down right now. I think it's between the Packers and the Rams uh, for the best teams in the league. And, again, that could flip. The you Rams know, could get riddled with injuries. And they honestly, I think it. I think you look at the entire NFC West. Stacked. And you just – you kind of look at it and you're like, wow, Seattle's kind of the worst team in that division. And they're good. They're very and good. And they're probably a 9-10 win team. 49ers fans are calling – Jimmy Garoppolo is playing great right now. 49ers fans are like, give us Trey. They want to get rid of him already. Yeah, yeah I'd still take mistake. Seattle over the Niners, I think, down the stretch. But We'll see. That defense it depends a lot on that defense. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's the big true. that's the big thing. The defense is gonna have to come up big and they they came up very small last year and got lucky enough that Mahomes was able to bail them out and, and you know make up. And that's a good thing about having a quarterback like that is you know, you can have a pretty mediocre defense and your quarterback can cover for you. Uh, and they can patch a lot of holes and make a lot of things seem like non-issues. But uh, eventually, it you know, it comes time to pay the piper and you've, you've got to do it. So is what it be, bro. But no, I think it's uh, I would definitely say, if you know, number one team in the, in the league right now, definitely the Rams. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, how are you feeling about your Broncos so far, Joe? Honestly, I mean, they did what they were supposed to do, which was beat three bad teams. You know, they've given up eight and a half points a game over the th- over the last three games, which... Dude, you got some bad luck on the injuries already. They were supposed to. The injury bug is definitely hitting us, especially in the wide receivers. I mean, we lose Josie Jewell, middle linebacker. That sucks. But you can you can kind of... You got Strand behind him, so you can kind of make that work. You lost two of your top and three wide receivers. Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler. I mean, Judy's expected back in the next, like, two to three weeks. Or one to three weeks, I should say. Uh, but K.J. Handler tearing his ACL being done for the season sucks. And that sucks for him personally because that takes yeah, a full year. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's like a Henry Ruggs for us. You yeah, know? I mean, and he was, uh, he was, you know, the running game looks good. Javante Williams looks good. The rookie, uh, the rookie running back, you know, Melvin Gordon looks good. Good news on the uh, offensive line front, Glasgow and... Um, uh, fuck it, what's his name? Uh, the, the two guards, they're both, uh, they both, Negative on the MRIs. They're they're day to day right now, uh, so we avoided some pretty significant um, bad news there. Uh, but no, I think the problem is Durant with the Broncos is that right now they they look like a paper tiger. I mean, you can't score thirty against the Jets. You can't score thirty against the Jags. You can't score, you know, thirty against the Giants. Like, what are you doing? And here's my thing with the Broncos. Right, the offense is what it is. It's a ball control offense. People keep sitting there and they're defending Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, he's not te- checked down Teddy this year. He's not checked down Teddy. He's throwing the ball deep. And yes, his, his his yards per attempt and his yards per completion are up in the like upper third of the league. That's not going to last. That's not going to stay. It looks good for three weeks, but he's still the king of, oh, it's third and eight. I'm going to throw it for six. <laughs> like, it's still how it goes. And then the Broncos have been forced to go for it five times on fourth down in the first three weeks, which I don't love. And then on top of that, too, the defense, while it is very stout, I don't know if it's an elite unit yet because elite units score. Elite units cause turnovers and score. This unit has done a pretty good job holding people out of the end zone. You know, the Giants had, you know, the Giants had one touchdown uh, to start the game, Trevor Lawrence had one touchdown to start the game, and the Jets had nothing. And the Giants got a you know a garbage time touchdown, you know, with like 37 seconds or 38 seconds left. Um, but they need to start scoring the football. They need to start getting turnovers and creating short fields. That's my biggest thing. Like I love what they've got for personnel, and I think they're a great unit. But I don't. They're they're what I said they were preseason. They're 10 and seven. 11 and 6 at best and probably a first round exit out of the playoffs. They're showcasing Joey. That's all I've been saying that's all I say for the rest of the year. They're showcasing their talent level to Aaron Rodgers. That's all they're doing. Yeah. I mean that's all they care about. Teddy Bridgewater is not going to be the quarterback here next year. If Teddy Bridgewater yeah. is the quarterback in Denver next year, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Joey will Joey I think will get pretty spot on, Joe. I think you said, you know, in the beginning of the year the Broncos could be a top five defense, and I believe they can. I mean, on paper, they look great, and they were already a good defense. You know, you had Kyle Fuller 
out of free agency for nothing. You know, I, I was begging for the Raiders to grab him when the Bears just released him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, then you add another corner on the other side with uh, Pat Sertan now. Um, yeah, PS2's looked good. Looks immaculate. Very fast. Yeah. Very fast, yeah, great, great athlete, but he's definitely unpolished. He's definitely got some things to learn about playing corner at the NFL level, but he's learning quick each and every single week, and I, and I like that. And you get Darby from Washington uh, and a couple other guys, too. I mean, losing Jewel was a little bit of a hit, but I think that, like I said, I think Strand is going to fill that in. They like that kid. Uh, it was a fifth-round pick out of Michigan, I think it was. Uh, yes. And uh, the, he's going to be all right. Um, they've got talent on that defense that doesn't bother me Von Miller looks like he's you know Von Miller you know he's he's got four sacks on the season he leads the league in tackles for loss Um, Bradley Chubb he's got to figure his shit out man because he keeps getting hurt and they exercise the fifth year option on him and I think that could probably be the end of of his tenure in Denver which sucks because when you take a guy like Bradley Chubb and then you look at what Josh Allen's doing you think damn we could have had him and not not Bradley Chubb, you know, it, it kind of hurts. But then again, the coaching staff that we had probably would have fucked up and made what, you know, Josh Allen would have then been what Sean actually, what Sean thinks of Josh Allen in real life. Oh, give it time. Give it time. <laughs> oh, Joey. I, I, oh, I, I am itching to just say how, how right I've been about Josh Allen. He had one good game last week, and he stat padded, and he did great. I'll give him all the credit in the world. He has not been good this season. He has not, not been yet. the same man. Everyone, that man everyone was sucking off last year left and right. Not that dude. Not that dude, but Durant, thanks for the call, brother. We appreciate yeah, it. Man. Hey, congrats Have on 3 night, guys. You too. Take care. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Can we – all right, he brought up he brought up uh, Chicago in the end. I know we're going to go back to the Patriots in a second before we hit that 930-hour mark. Um, Joey, how many yards would you say passing – the Chicago Bears team had this past Sunday in their loss to Cleveland. Uh, I believe it was like 13 or 16 or something like that. Total yards? Yeah. Uh, it's passing. one. One. Oh, right. It was one. They had one. one passing yard for the game. Yeah, for the game. Because I saw a funny meme about that where it was something ridiculous. Joey, um, I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, and I know this sounds like two hardos talking about sports on a radio show. We could have done the same job, if not better, if we played starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears on Sunday. I mean, the Chicago Bears let Miles Garrett look like he was like, like Michael like, Strahan, you, Lawrence Taylor from the '80s, dude. It, it was just, it was embarrassing. One passing yard, one. I, I can't. Do, do you think he still thinks the game feels slow? Ju- I think Justin Fields might have no teeth by the end of the first year. And when Justin Fields says, "Yo, the game feels slow to me," at a preseason game, yeah. And I think his teammate looked at him and said, "Lord, you gonna die." You have no idea, sir. You are about to learn. One yard, one, one. I can't. I don't even. I need to. I need there's someone. Someone in the chat. Someone somewhere. And that's against Cleveland, dude. When that's not the, like it's like you're like playing a great defense. You when was the last time? Great player, Miles Garrett. When was the last it. time a team threw for a yard or less? I need that in my life. <sighs> this may have been the first time ever. Check. Has there ever been a team that that's thrown for one yard or less in a game? There has to have been. I don't know. I've never heard of this happening. What? Maybe 1940s football where they all they did was run. Because I can't think of... Uh, the Titans have the fewest passing yards by a team in a game. Negative seven yards against the Patriots in uh, 2009. No. Yeah. Ah, that's great. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. I mean, I kind of forgot about that because you you got you kind of remember that uh, that they uh, the CJ2K went off that game. 
Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so then the number two was uh, so people who have less than teams that have less than uh, what the Bears did on on Sunday. Uh, you have the Cleveland Browns. So these uh, Cleveland Browns, Washington Redskins, and Buffalo Bills all have zero yards passing in the game. Oh my God! Uh, granted, the Cleveland Browns attempted zero passes in this game in 1950. That that doesn't count. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. 1950, 1960, 1974. In the modern era, though, in 2009, that's the closest. San Diego threw for four in '98. I'm just trying to look for like the most recent ones. That's this is this is a first time. I'm sorry. If you are a fan of the Chicago Bears, and look, I- I'll tell people honestly, I'm a Patriot fan first and foremost. If I had to like another team to follow, yeah, most of these 87, I think, is like the high, is the the most recent of this list uh, out of those out of, uh, outside of the the two that I just named. But and it was the St. Louis Cardinals in 1987 with 11 yards. But like, if we had to like other teams, like I think we've talked about this off air, maybe on this show before too. Like, I would be a sneaky Bears fan if I had, if I had to just be like, you know what, I'm not a Patriots fan anymore. I like the Bears. I don't know why. I've just I've liked the Bears. I like the colors. I I loved Erlacher when he got drafted. I was jealous. He got, he was he was he was a Bear over a Patriot. I just I would sneaky root for the Bears. And I just if I'm a Bears fan, you have to have Matt Matt Nagy fired. Immediately. Oh, absolutely. Matt Nagy needs to go two Monday years ago. Monday night, gone. Two years ago, he needs to be gone. Joey Fats Radio, row one, seat one. Who's this? Joey Fats, Derek Lil. Oh, shit, it's Lil. Uh-oh, it's breaking up, though. Boys, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Of course, Lil, of course. I got a question for Fats. It's, break, it's breaking Lil, up a little bit. Lil, you're breaking up a bit there. Sorry, buddy. My house is chaos. I got a question for Joey Fats. Go ahead. Shoot, brother. Oh, no. Joey, correct me if I'm wrong going forward on these opening statements. Are you a big Belichick guy, a believer in Belichick? Am I a big Belichick guy? Like, as a fan, no. Am I a believer in Belichick? Yeah. I mean, I have 20 years worth of uh, resentment, worth of proof, proof. Yeah. Okay. Many, a, many a holes in walls, many a broken phones. <laughs> okay. Uh, to follow up with that, will that ever change? Like if they don't have a good, if they don't put it together this year and have a decent year, will your perspective change at all about Bill Belichick? No, no, I think twenty years is pretty much cements it. So even with the heaviest off season ever and signing free agents, if they were to go like the heaviest off season so far, what if they were to go like five and twelve this year? Uh, I would be very surprised if they were if they went if they worse than last year. Yeah, if they were worse than if they're worse if they're worse than seven games. Like I could see them going seven and nine or seven and ten, whatever it is. I'm sorry, we should be two and one Uh, again, but they should be two and one and not not, to be that guy, right? But at the same time, I mean, it's it's still you still have a rookie quarterback under center. Like this wasn't and he looks he looks he looks good, but there's still going to be growing pains like there's that was never off yes, the table for sure the the idea that he was going to somehow come in and just absolutely lay waste to the league was was silly uh at least brady had had a year to sit behind bledsoe you know before he got thrust into the into the starting job so he didn't even have that luxury uh so this kid's just coming straight out of bama which granted good program but no i would be i would be very surprised if they have a worse record than they did last new england year. patriots light <laughs> Same I offense. Think Matt, I think Matt Jones overall looks, looks pretty good. To you. Oh, I, I trust me. Uh, he is. 
he is the only bright spot on offense right now in a. I mean, they still. I mean, Nelson Aguilar is still your best receiver. Let's not. No, 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 no. Gloss no, over no, that. No, no. Nelson no. Aguilar is the only throw deep guy we have. I love whether, Jacoby whether Myers. Was, uh, whether this was. Uh, I didn't stutter. Agency. They paid two and basically top tight end money. And these guys. Eric, Smith. Eric, we're losing you a little bit, but Derek. I'm pretty. Derek, I'm sorry. Derek, we're losing you a little bit, but I think you're you're asking about the two top tight ends and and how he's no. played like shit. Johnu Smith yes. needs to pull his head out of his ass. He yeah. had five drops and a and a and a basically a lobby interception on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, cost cost Mac Jones an interception for six. I wanted to murder this man, but every time they throw it, Hunter Henry, he catches it and he gets a few and he gets yards. I don't know why and we don't use Hunter Henry more. I I, I am ba- I am baffled. I want Josh McDaniels fired, like, so fucking bad. You've been saying that for a solid— I've been saying that since 2014. So I was going to say, since you've been on this show. I cannot—Brady has fixed all of McDaniels' half-ass, stupid, motherfucking toss-pattern run plays. It's always run on first down. Every team knows it when they play us. Oh, it's first down? They're going to run. They're going to do a toss, or they're going to run right up the middle. And it's blocked every time, and we're always on third down, third and eight, third and eight, third and eight. And our to-go guy was James White. Now James White right. blew his hip, and he's likely yes. done for his career because he has hip subluxation now. That's yep. career yes. killer for a running back at his age. So now they yeah, have to true. force themselves to say, we have to fucking throw this ball. Give me something different. You can't go play action on first down when everyone knows you're fucking running it. Like It's, just, a, great, it's, it's a great point. Oh. They, just lost, they just lost their only constant in the yes. past in James White. So they're going to be reeling and then looking looking at the schedule going forward none of these games are layups anymore no they got a tough schedule going forward and it, what's funny is that the bucks actually have the easier schedule going forward i mean right now but leo how many times have we sat here and i mean well i don't know, we you and i haven't done this yet together but this will be a first time but i can promise you we have sat here on this show Every single year at this point for the last eight years since we started doing this show where we sit and we look at the schedule going forward and we're like, this is the easiest schedule in the world or this is the hardest schedule in the world. Mm -hmm. It almost never pans out that way. Right now it looks daunting or easy, but you give it four weeks and that whole shit does a complete 180 because two guys get hurt and boom, your whole schedule looks totally fucking different. Sometimes one guy gets hurt and it's all over. Yeah. You, well, they're just playing like such complete trash that going forward, there's, there's no layups. Well, I think you just got to look at this, too. Like, when you look at what the Patriots are doing, all right, everybody, we talked about why Brady left, uh, you know, a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago. We talked about it, and Sean explained it pretty, pretty well. Basically, the Patriots sold out at the end of Brady's career to try to win a couple more Super Bowls, and they went to three in a row, uh, and they won two. Now that nine and seven, uh, the year they lost, they were eight and zero, oh, and then ended up twelve and four, and lost to the Titans in the in the wild card round, twenty nineteen. Yes, sir. Brady's last pass was a pick six yep. in a playoff To Logan game. Ryan, a former Patriot, yeah, to lo- of all people, you know that year that was when it was okay. It's time to pay the piper, and they did. They gutted that roster. They had and to, and they went and they they. They wanted Brady back. Brady didn't want to stick around through that rebuild. If they signed Brady, that would have been the whole salary cap. Well, Brady wanted a two-year deal, correct? No, it's not. No, because Brady wanted like a five-year deal, and then Brady also wanted the team to go more. Brady also wanted the old Bill Parcells uh, adage when he was in New England. Well, if you want him to cook the dinner, you want to let him. He also wants to shop for some of the groceries, too which was very annoying because Belichick has never been that guy. If anything, Belichick's always been Mr. Consistency. He's not going to give you special treatment. The guy 53 gets treated the same way as guy number one. Everyone in the middle gets treated the exact same way. And 
the biggest thing for me that really bothered me is that, listen, Brady wanted to leave. He made that clause where at the end of this year, you have to let me go to be a free agent or else you're going to have to pay me like 28 or $29 million, which I know you don't have for a salary cap. They gave him that deal because he already wanted to be out to begin with. He wanted to go to a roster that had money, that had offensive talent, and he wanted to end his career stat padding. I don't think Brady ever thought he was going to win another ring. I honest to God don't believe that. Brady was going for stats. Brady wants no, to be. I don't believe that at all. See, see, that's a misconception. Brady wanted to be. Brady already had six rings. He already had his argument of, oh, you know, uh, the greatest of all time. I think if he won an extra one, it would have been icing on the cake. I think he's going to be like a stat machine where he's like, I have all the rings and I have the stats. I think he wants both. That, he's now that, already there. Now that he aspects. won, now that he won another ring, he's like, and I did it without Belichick. He has, he he's like a kid that has all the cookies and jars in front of him. He can have whatever he wants, and that's the way he's going right now. And now he's talking about playing until he's fifty. It was always 45, 45, 45. Now he's like, ah, I'll play to fifty now. It's like it's it's always something. It's always like he wants more and more and more and more, which I respect. What's what's wrong with wanting more? I mean, the guy's forty four years old. He's still playing at an extremely high level. Respect the he hell has, out of like it. You, like, like you said, he has all the toys at his dispense now. I mean, why quit now? I, I don't – right. I don't think he's going to. I think he, his plan was – One word, Giselle. No, Giselle wants him to quit so bad. I know. He's, still, he's just trying to get out of the house. Yeah, No, maybe. I mean, that's that's the one reason why he would quit. That's the one reason – the only reason – the only thing that's going to cause ta- – that. listen, if if unless Brady gets injured – and he is no longer able to play the game of football. The only thing that's going to cause him to retire is is going to be Giselle, because she's going to be like Tom, Tom. You're 45 years old, Tom. She's not British. Come home, Tom. Come home. Okay, raise the children. I can agree with that. I'll, I'll leave you guys with uh, thank you for taking my call, and I'm looking for a prediction on Sunday night's game. Um, I'll go first. I say it's actually going to be close to what people think. I think the Tampa Bay Bucks win 31-21. I'm gonna go. Okay. I'm gonna go. Bucks 30, 30, 24. I think it'll be about in that 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 neighborhood. But yeah, Brady's gonna pull something out at the end, but, and it's gonna be because it's just setting up. You already know how this is gonna go. But wait, it'll I, be like the 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 Col- the the Patriots will be up like seventeen nothing at the half or something like that, and then Brady will bring them back and they'll win thirty twenty four. And you'll be like, oh fuck off, come on. Like, did you like? Is this scripted? But Derek, I'll, I'll leave you with this. And Ty Law said it last week on whatever show he was on. He said. First year he was in the league, he play, He had to play uh, Jerry Rice's rookie season. Everyone told him, you're going to get beat, you're going to get beat, just accept it, it's okay. He goes, that game played, I allowed Jerry Rice to get two catches on me for 40 yards. He goes, at the end of that game, they said, I'm the fucking man. He goes, I told Mac Jones, you beat Tom Brady when no one thinks you're going to beat them, no one thinks you're going to beat him, and you'll be the fucking man. This might be the first time in my life I'll be rooting for the Patriots. Oh, shut the he, hell up. He sure would, boys. It's going to be 38-24 bucks. Thanks for having me. Hey, All thanks, right, Lil. Man. I'll talk to you, brother. Take care. Take it easy. Thanks for the call, buddy. You know, it, it, it's – I don't think – 38-24, I could totally see that. You know, the, where it's one of those like, oh, 31-24 and Mac Jones throws it. Oh, it's intercepted and there it goes back the other way. And If it's that – if it's a close game, I'll be so happy. I just don't want – I think that's what most people in New England just kind of want at this point, right? They want a good, close, yeah. entertaining game yeah. because you, you're kind of looking at the, at the Bucks as being – the barometer right now. The Super Bowl defending champions. Come yeah, on. The defending champs. They're in your building and your boy's coming back. He's going to break the record. Play within the first quarter. Yeah. Joey Fats Radio, row one, seat one. Hey, what's up, boys? Mr. Oh, Pat. Pat. What is going on, my friend? 
Sean, I, I want to first uh, cry and grieve to you. Uh, before we talk Bucks and, Bucks and Pats, yep. what's going on with that Saints loss? Um, Dude, fire McDaniels. You look like hell, bro. Fire McDaniels. I, I don't understand. I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, uh, we signed. You and guys I, talk. I got to make it. Thank drink. you. And I know uh, Leo on the, on the call right before you just brought it up as well um, about the double tight ends. You go out and sign potentially two top. Well, you do sign two top tight ends in the league in one yep. offseason. And you hardly, if ever, run double tight end sets. Why? Wow. You have, wow. I mean, you lost Trent Brown. Fine, you lost Trent Brown. Why can't this line stop anybody off the right-hand side? We have, a, we have a constant, like, rotating glass door of guys just rushing off the edge and giving Mac Jones no time. When Mac Jones is given time to throw the ball, preach with me here. He's looked, he's looked great. The Poor Saints things. game. The Saints game it's, hasn't been perfect. He, balls. Yep, he he's threw, he overthrew a couple of balls. Mac Jones doesn't throw a lot of bad balls. I know he has three interceptions oh. in this past game. That last interceptions, I, I, yeah. I don't care about. The Janu Smith interception, I don't it's care about. Listen, he's a rookie. It's going to happen. I don't mind. But Mac Jones throws a pretty ball and he gets it where it's supposed to be and he's accurate. Sean, why don't I remember that you saw the incomplete pass? It should have been caught. I forget who missed it. He was getting under pressure. Mac Jones under a ton of pressure throws it towards the sideline. It wasn't caight. That know. was Janu Smith again. Yeah. Okay. Smith. Yeah. Yes. Like, Janu Smith I, had I, five. Get... He had five drops on Sunday. Janu Smith had five drops on Sunday. And Janu Smith, I will give credit. On Monday this yeah. week, he came out yesterday. I'm sorry, I forgot what day it was anymore. He came out and he said, "Listen." Those balls hit me right in the hands. I should have those balls. I should catch those. I'll do better. I'm going to work yeah. on that. That's not who I am as a player. Worst and, game of his career. He'll build from it. He'll be okay. Uh, absolutely. I, I don't want him to, The first thing I didn't want to see come out on Monday was like, oh, you know, it's whatever. He accepted ownership of it. He's like, those okay. balls hit me right in the hand. Those were on me. I played bad. That's something I need to fix right now. The, I'm telling you, I don't understand what's going on. They lost James White. That was immediately, it felt like Mac Jones, like protection blanket, like... It should be one of the tight ends. It should be Hunter Henry. Every time Mac Jones throws to Hunter Henry, Henry has it, drops to the ground, gets tackled, whatever. He's always making plays. They don't throw to him yeah. enough. And then they, they're constantly trying to make this deep ball happen with Nelson Aguilar, and I'm just not having it. Like, they, like Josh McDaniels are like, okay, toss play to the left. All right, negative two yards. Toss play to the right. Negative three yards. Fuck, oh, third and 15. Deep to uh, Aguilar. It's like, oh, get, this, get these bland, vanilla, bullshit play calls out of the playbook. Josh McDaniels is one of the most infuriating offensive coordinators. Like, oh. He's probably going to be your new Let me tell you a secret. Fats, let me tell you a secret. Okay. There once was this handsome bearded guy who had a pencil on the back of his ear. So everybody thought he was the smartest guy in the world. Maybe Rick Daniels is a fraud, just like back Patricia's a uh, fraud. Well, we don't have to go back. You don't have to tell me. That's no secret to me if you don't. Oh, Joey oh, had him. Back Patricia's a genius engineer. Oh, do, you remember, do you remember the Josh fraud. McDaniels era in Denver? It went horribly. I do. It went from, okay, we got the next, uh, you know, Pat Bowen was like, he reminds me a lot of a young Mike Shanahan. And I'm like, cool, well, oh, we wow. just had Mike Shanahan, so I don't know why we got rid of him if we just brought yeah. in another Mike Shanahan. But whatever, Pat Bowen knows what's best. And then Josh McDaniels started off 6-0, and which, honestly, this Broncos team right now is giving me major 2009 vibes. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, they, uh, they start off 6-0, and they end up finishing the season 8-8 uh, eight and, eight and missing the playoffs. And then midway through the 2010 season, they, Josh McDaniels gets fired because he gets caught videotaping the 49ers practice in London. Oh, no. How do you do that? With the- wow. I mean, 
you, you can't make this shit up, folks. Like, this is real deal. That I mean, that's a real thing. Go look it up. If you don't believe me, go look it up. The Broncos were bad that year. They were very bad. Kyle Orton was terrible, obviously. It was Kyle Orton. Uh, but, you know, we could have had Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall, but, uh, you know, Josh McDaniels opted for Kyle Orton and Brandon Lloyd. Listen. Oops. Listen, uh, since Pat's on the phone, Pat obviously is not reading the chat right now. Destry in our chat threw out there. Jokingly, would you take Kyle Shanahan? The answer is Absolutely. Yes, yes but here's what. No. I'll go one further. I would trade a first-round pick for Kellen Moore from fucking Dallas right now. Wow. I like Kellen Moore as a head coaching candidate in yes, the next I couple do. years. Yes, I do. I love Kellen Moore. That is a sneaky good candidate right there. Kellen Moore Old. plays his – I love it. Listen, Kellen Moore has Ezekiel Elliott and is not using him because he's like, you know I what? He used him last night. He got two touchdowns. He did yeah. well last night, Shawnee. Oh, he did well last okay, night. Okay, but it, like for the season, he hasn't used him that much. Either A, he's saving yep. him, or B, he's planning like how to attack the opposing teams. He's like, if Ezekiel Elliott's not the best plan of attack for this team, I'm not going to use him as much. Kellen Moore looks like he's going to be a great coordinator, and I respect the hell out of him. The play calls last night, Dak, look, Dak looks great under Kellen Moore. I don't give a shit about the head coach. I think McCarthy's overrated as fuck. But Kellen Moore looks like the real deal. Like Kellen Moore looks like he's yeah. over there with with Dak. And, and, and I'm a big Mike. Like Mac- I'm a big Mike McCarthy fan. I like Mike McCarthy. I think he's a great coach. That being said, I just don't know if anybody. I mean, listen, we've seen great coaches go to Dallas and fail to succeed. Okay, whether it was Bill Parcells, whether it was uh, you know Mike McCarthy, they had Wade Phillips there for one minute, you know, yeah. quick minute. Um, you know, there's there. You know, Jason Garrett. I don't think was ever a great head coach. But I think he could have been if he'd gone anywhere, if he'd gone to an organization that would have actually let him do what he was supposed to do. But clap. Listen, man, I know we called it. We made fun of him for clapping, but it was annoying. But they but the Cowboys were consistently a good team under Jason Garrett. Were they not? Great. They They were consistently competitive. They were consistently like between the 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 12 and 17th. Who is the only coach? There are two coaches that have had success under under uh, Jimmy. But they both won Super Bowl. I mean, Jerry, Jerry. Yeah, One was Jimmy Johnson, the other was Barry Switzer. That's it. And Barry Switzer inherited an absolute just bomb squad of a roster and was just like, Parcells? all right, guys, don't fuck it up. Parcells was successful. He just didn't win the big one. He never even won a playoff game with them. He didn't, but that was a competitive team. Like, they always made the playoffs with Parcells. No, they didn't. In 2005, they were terrible. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. They didn't win. They didn't get into the playoffs until they put Romo in. Until they got rid of that shit bomb Drew Bledsoe, and actually put Tony Romo in. I really just pissed Careful. off like, two former hosts of the show. But whatever. Fuck it. Ah, it. Sean. Yes, sir. When are we gonna trade for some more linemen? Or Belichick? He stole Kyle Van Noy from the Lions. He always tries to steal these guys mid-season. Why aren't we trading? For a couple linemen, it's obviously we're gonna get Mac Jones killed. Literally, he's maybe literally at this point. Well, I think you're getting Trent Brown this week. I think they were saving Trent okay. Brown for the Bucks game. So I think okay, Trent Brown comes back that. this week. And the guy is a the guy is a mountain of a person. He's like six eight, three hundred eighty pounds. Yeah. So Trent Brown is a monster of an offensive that's, lineman. That, that's a big yeah. piece to bring back. I hopefully you know, and that you know by default puts Isaiah Wynn back at right tackle. He's a little bit more comfortable there instead of playing left tackle. Okay. Hopefully it solves itself out with some injuries. Okay. Now, yeah. offensive line is a premium. You can't just go trade for an elite offensive lineman. It doesn't happen. You don't see that happen. Either you pick up a guy okay, and, yeah. and you uh, and you coach him up, or you kind of get lucky in the draft, or it just it has to be done from within. Um, okay. The biggest thing I will tell you is that you need to allow Mac to throw more. I know you yeah. say you see all these things on Twitter and social media. Let so and so quarterback cook. Fuck it. Let Mac cook. 
Put it out yeah. there. You're going to let Matt go out there, baptize him by fire, allow him to throw, allow him to read the coverages, allow him to check out of things. Just allow him to be a quarterback. Do not hinder this kid. He's young. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to be bad at times. But it's just rookie year. We're not going to the Super Bowl this year. So let's take that out of there. But you got to yep. let him play. You can't hinder this kid by just letting him go out there and cripple himself by throwing these five-yard passes because everyone's running a five-yard slant over the middle of the field and crossing routes. Do we start one and three? If we start this, I'm going to call it next Tuesday. I'm guessing we're going to be one and three. Yes. Do you think the world's end center? Is there still a chance? Do you think the Patriots can grow? You no, they're, they're absolutely going to grow. I mean, yeah, listen, you still, got, three. you still got the Dolphins again. You still got the Jets twice. Show yeah. Jesus Christ. What? I can smell that from here. It's just ammonia, you pussy. I Jesus know. God. God damn. Eat that chip. Ooh. Joe's going to pass out in this chair tonight. I might. Um... No, I think there's plenty of room to grow. Like, you still probably have at least, if you start one and three, and I'd still believe they should have beat the Saints on Sunday. That was, I, I thought for sure. Me too, I mean, they yeah. held James to, what, 128 yards passing? Did you know going into the fourth quarter, the Patriots had 40 more yards on offense than, than the Saints? Yeah. Oh, did, 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 Pat, tell me, did it seem like that? Going into the fourth quarter, no, it seemed it like that game like should have been 40 good, to zero. It so, looks like you had a good quarterback who was really confident and made great throws. If you could keep them upright. And I remember I was in Dorchester, and this old guy next to me by himself at the bar with my girlfriend. I said, man, this guy can throw if you ever keep him upright. The poor thing just couldn't. He's running backwards every play. It doesn't help when you do a seven-step drop, and when you turn around to look at your receivers, there's a guy coming right off the edge right in your face. Yeah. This is yeah. true. <laughs> so, oh, oh, the safety. Uh, the, the guy with four names, Charles Gardner something, Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Destroyed one-on-one our right tackle. Pushed him back onto the ground. Oh, man. I, I wanted to kill myself when I saw that play live. Yeah, that's that's brutal. You can't as a, a, as, as a as a as a fellow offensive lineman. As a man, you cannot let yourself get beat by a DB, bro. A two hundred pound defensive. You got bull rushed safety. by a DB. Oof. Big, and then big you oof. fell on your ass. Not even he just beat you. He pushed you to the ground. You look like a big bitch, my man. I'm sorry. So, uh, Pat, before we let you go, let me let me ask you guys this because. Obviously, the the uh, the narrative after those loss to the Saints has been, well, we would be three and zero if Cam Newton was the quarterback. No, no. Which I find. No. Listen, I'm not saying oh, that no, that's no, that's no, not what that's not my opinion. My opinion is you would be zero three if Cam Newton oh was the God, quarterback, yeah. because the guy who's you know currently one and two, he beat out this Cam Newton good. in the preseason. So, therefore, he he he. He won the job. He's better than Cam Newton right now. Yeah. And they're one and two. So to this this idea that Cam Newton would somehow be the answer to your problems, and this is oh. there is a lot of people that feel this way, and there's a lot of people that I talk to at my local watering hole uh, every week when I visit there. They are bullshit. They're like, oh, there's one guy. He is so pissed off at Bill Belichick for letting go of Cam Newton. He's like, you don't get rid of a veteran to go with a rookie. That's stupid, and he, he betrayed the team. And this, and I'm like, yeah, but you realize the rookie is better than Cam Newton. No, he isn't. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm like, I can't, I can't help you. Though. I will give you one thing that Cam is better at than Mac right now. If Cam was getting blitzed, Cam would be like, "Fuck it, I'm running." And he's a yeah. better runner than Mac for sure. Mac is not a runner. Mac had Mac had the most rushing yards on the Patriots on Sunday. Oof. It's okay running, yeah. Which that's gonna be. At he's t- probably better than Jalen Hurts. For sure, <laughs> Jalen Hurts looks like looks like he's in pain when he runs. Jalen Hurts is yeah. the worst runner of a quarterback that I've seen since 
maybe Peyton Manning. He looks like his legs are really heavy. Actually, Peyton Manning was probably better than him. No, Peyton Manning was awkward. Yeah, I know. Peyton Manning had his <laughs> Peyton Manning's knees were like bent inwards. That's 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 what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, disrailed that conversation. No, that's real okay. Quick. But um, going into this Sunday, did disrailed? you know? Derailed. It's the oh. first time ever in NFL history that the previous week that the two leading rushers were both quarterbacks. Huh. And it's Why didn't the Patriots run Harris? All right, I did found they out. Tackle or something? They nope. I found out run. today from Tom Curran uh, early this afternoon because I'm, I'm a avid listener to his podcast and stuff, and he asked around the stadium. They took Harris out of the game because Harris is a liability in pass protection. That's why they put that's why they put Brandon Bolden in there because Brandon Bolden could take on blitzes more. Damian Damian Harris has a hard time distinguishing who is the blitzer and who to correctly block. That's the problem. And James White was the guy and now is gone. And he's it's probably a career. I heard today that it's likely his career. He's probably, oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, because geez. it's hips it's hip subluxation, oh, which no. takes a long time. That that never goes away. Once you have that, it never oh, goes away. That's a bitch of an injury. And he's that's about, what killed Bo Jackson's career, wasn't it? Yep. Oh, and he's about thirty, James White, thirty one. In that neighborhood. He's at least 29, 30, 31. And he's already up there and he was already getting one year deals already. And uh, oh, we man. we all thought Tampa was gonna go hard after him. Tampa didn't even call. So this is this might be a career for James White. He oh, will be man. 30 as of February 3rd. Yeah, that's that's the wrong ah, side for running backs. My, he's he's like a little just barely older than my brother, my youngest brother. That's crazy. Yeah, he's a young. He's been around since 2013. I know, I know, I know. I was watching actually highlights of the uh, 2013 season earlier today. It was a rookie. He was he was there. He was there. Uh, but uh, Pat, thanks for the call, bud. We appreciate it. Wait, Pat, still, uh, hold on. What's your, what's your prediction? Yeah. We need your prediction oh, for Sunday yeah, night. Oh, yeah, prediction for Sunday night. Oh, guys, I, I wish I could lie to you. I can't lie to Dewey Pats and Sean. I think it's going to be 50 to 7 bucks. Oh, going with the blowout. My I penis. It's going to be ugly. Not even a competitive game? How many touchdowns does Brady have? Are you, are you, are you giving Brady seven touchdowns or something in this scenario? I don't know. I just think Brady's gonna. Would you be even, Would you be even remotely you, like, surprised if Brady came out and threw eight and just like took the single game record? Oh no, I think that's what Brady's going for. I want Mac to win, but I think I think that I googled it. I forgot the number this weekend. I was at that bar. The single game passing records like five hundred something yards. But I think Brady might try to beat that even. No, absolutely not. Do you know the Patriots have the fourth best pass defensive, even without Stephon Gilmore? We have the fourth best pass wow. defense in the league. We didn't. Give, we didn't give up. You played Tua, Jameis Winston, and Zach. Zach Wilson. Yep. Yeah, I mean. I mean, but we still not allowing guys to pass. Running, we can't stop the run. Still, that's a little after. Threat. After I hang up, before you guys, it's your show. But try to cover if there's any way the Patriots can. Pat, win, Pat, Pat first of all, I want to, I want Pat, I want to correct you right there. Okay, it's your show. Okay, <laughs> no. you're a listener. It's this show belongs to the listeners. This is your why we do it. So eat this chip. Maybe. What's that? Can the Patriots win? You think? I think they can. Any sure. given Sunday, my friend. Any given Sunday is, is definitely yeah. a thing. The Patriots could absolutely win. I mean, look, Peyton lost his first trip back to Indianapolis. Shit. Listen. I mean, granted, they had a, you know, that was a 12 win Indianapolis team with a prime Andrew Luck at quarterback, yeah, you know. Man. Brady's but, cocky right now. Brady did an interview with Jeff Darlington that, that sneaked uh, sneak no, 11, preview that was today. 11 win Indy team. I'm sorry. They only won 11 that year. Brady's interview with Jeff Darlington, which is coming out on Sunday before the game. He says, I know what the Patriots are going to talk about. I know what the win's going to be like. Mm-hmm. I know exactly how Bill's going to plan against me. I'm sorry. 
That's that's a cocky statement. And we know Brady gets too cocky. He doesn't play that well. Does. Brady does, does not. Don't get penisy, kid. Yeah, don't get penisy, kid. I mean, what if what if Belichick says, you know what? Fuck it. Amoeba defense the whole game. Ugh, I, I hate mean, that phrase so I know, much. I know you do. That's why I used it. <laughs> and Belichick says, no defensive lineman, Brady. That's the first time ever. I wouldn't be surprised if, Bra- if Belichick tried something he's never done before against Brady. Just to wow. be like, just to be like like a mental, like like a tip of the cap, like, fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, is there anything that you can do, though, that Brady hasn't seen yet? In practice they and everything, probably. Brady's I mean, if there's anybody that could figure it out, it's going to be Bill Belichick. You, maybe maybe Ernie Adams comes out of uh, retirement for this game. <laughs> yeah. For one game. Uncle Ernie Hopefully comes out and just like... He's like son of a the bitch. Patriots. The Patriots hire Ed Reed and uh, and Ray Lewis for one game. <laughs> one game. They yeah, I think you can get it done. They're like, yeah. I mean, what? The KO spike. Well, we'll see. I mean, who knows? I mean, we don't know how healthy Gronk is. Uh, we don't know what AB is going to do. Injured. AB is still, still COVID protocol. Yeah, I mean, AB is a psychopath. Who he knows? is. And I, I don't know if I believe that he's in the COVID protocol. I think there's something else going on, and he's been sidelined for off off the field reasons. Yeah, again, the, probably, probably the rape protocol again. Yeah, he's in the uh, uh, sexual assault protocol. But anyway, but Pat, uh, enjoy the game Sunday night. We'll talk yeah. to you again Tuesday, I'm sure. Uh, I'll be and uh, up Tuesday I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the call. Saying a million things to you guys Tuesday. I'm gonna cry. Okay. Uh, you guys have a great night. I'll be listening. We will, Pat. Thanks, Thanks for the call, buddy. 774-992-8702. That's the phone number if you want to give us a call, get your thoughts in. Uh, a couple of comments I wanted to respond to uh, on the New Bedford guide feed. There was uh, one, one, one person, uh, Scott, we'll leave his last name out of it. It was public. He said, uh, you know, Brady left because he finally wanted to get paid after all the years of moving his salary around, and they make zero big moves. Bill's ego is why Brady left. Now, Not true. there is a couple of things wrong with that statement. Now, the reason why Brady moved his salary around was he now okay so the, the the one of the biggest fallacies in sports corners and water coolers across the country is that Brady took pay cuts to stay in New England. It just it simply wasn't true. Can't do it. It never happened. Illegal. He never took a pay cut. He always got paid what he was what he was signed and got paid to pay. Now people will say, "Well, he didn't get what he could have." Okay, maybe you're right. Yes. Sure, maybe he sure. could have held the Patriots at ransom and demanded fifty million a year or whatever it was. Maybe that's true. Yep. Granted, you probably wouldn't have six Super Bowls if that was what he did. Can't have the teams. You can't have all the talent but if you don't have all the money then to again, spend on it. But by the same token, you know, Peyton Manning never held the Colts at ransom. Nope. Uh, Aaron Rodgers never held the Packers at ransom. Uh, until recently. Until very recently. You know, but you look at all the greats, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, all these guys, they never held the, their team's ransom to, for – they, they never demanded to be the highest-paid quarterback. In Patrick, the, Patrick Mahomes cannot be said in that same breath. Not yet. Not yet. But then again, I don't know that Mahomes uh, initiated that discussion. We'll see. We'll, maybe we'll find out down the line. We'll see how the Chiefs feel about him in three years. But uh, if he keeps throwing no-look passes for interceptions, then you know we might have a different discussion. But one of the biggest fallacies is that Brady took pay cuts. It didn't happen. The Patriots didn't make big moves. They did make big moves. Uh, they made a lot of big moves, especially sure in free agency and trades in the draft. I mean, would you not consider Randy Moss a big move? Would you? Was Wes Welker not a big move? I mean, they, they they weren't they weren't sexy. They weren't big moves. Randy Moss was a big move at the time. I remember literally being beside myself when that For trade a went down. Round pick. I was like, "You've got to be fucking kidding me." I was bullshit because he was in Oakland and yep. I'd watched him for two years. I'd watch him catch ten touchdowns with the fucking Kerry Collins bum ass. Yep. No disrespect to Kerry Collins, big fan. No disrespect. But at that point in his career in Oakland, Oakland as a franchise was trash. Kerry Collins was way past his prime. Sure was. 
And Randy Moss still went out there and caught double-digit touchdowns his first year in Oakland. So 06, that year, he mailed it in. And the Patriots get him for a fourth-round draft. I was bullshit. I was beside myself. Everybody was. Especially after it happened. Everyone was like, he was available for that? That was done on draft day during the fourth round where Al Davis was like, get rid of him. And that was like spur of the moment. Yep. Or was it Mark Davis at that point? No, it was Al. It was Al, okay. Because Al was still there for the Tom Cable years in like 08, 09, 10, whatever. Uh, That whole thing. But that, that, so... The Patriots made big moves, okay? They went and they went after Albert Hainsworth. They went after, um, uh, God, Jesus Christ, what was his name? Uh, the linebacker from Baltimore that, that didn't really work out but kind of did. He had the pick six against San Diego in week two in 2007. Dallas Thomas? Yes, thank you. Dallas Thomas. They went out they got him. You know, Rodney Harrison was a huge move. Uh, there was, there was the, the bottom line, there was plenty of big moves that the Patriots made. There was just a lot of them that didn't work out, which – kind of is the norm for the league. If you look around the league and you look at big-time free agent acquisitions, you look at big-time trades, blockbuster trades, if you will, very rarely do those moves work out for the for, for the team that's, that's getting the so-called coveted player. It just almost doesn't happen. And if you look at the great franchises throughout the league, you look at, listen, I, I've harped on this since we started this show. The five best franchises in the AFC for the last... What now? 25 years? 25 years. Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, New England, Denver, Baltimore. Those five teams had represented the AFC in the Super Bowl every single year except two from 90, uh, 95 to 2017. Something like that. Or 18, whatever the first year Pat Mahomes and the, and the, and the uh, Chiefs got there. 19. 19. So from 96, uh, 95 to 2018. Those five teams represented the Super Bowl and uh, represented the AFC in the Super Bowl every single year, with the exception of '99 and 2000, uh, 2002, which is the Titans and Raiders, respectively. Yep. Those teams are stability. Now, go out and and tell me what great, huge free agent signings did those five teams make? Now, granted, obviously you have Denver; they signed Peyton Manning. But the point is that I'm getting at is that the ownership was consistent, the general managers were consistent. The quarterbacks were consistent. Coaching, for the most part. That's what I said, the head coaches. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I not say the coaches? I I said the general manager. My fault. Owner, general manager, head coach, quarterback. Those four things were consistent throughout those entire, those years. They had their ups and their downs, but you don't have, but they were all good at some point, and they both, all five of those teams, represented the AFC in the Super Bowl for a period of almost, what, 20-something years? Yes. With the exception of two times. Where the Titans had one flare up and they got lucky mm-hmm. and lost, and the Raiders got absolutely dismantled. So when you look at the and, and when you look at the way teams operate in the offseason, big time splash, big time flat, you know, uh, flashy, big splash signings don't typically work out. And, and remember Mike Wallace going to Miami, done. You know, it was a dud. Absolutely, it was a dud and a half. I mean, we could go down the list of all the gross. Free agents. I mean, just look at the Washington Redskins for fuck's sake. Adam Archuleta. Uh, who else did they grab? Uh, I mean, can't really say London Fletcher because he balled the fuck out, hey, but it didn't translate to wins. Let's 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 don't let's not forget the final season of the Patriots, 2019. Before that season began, everyone was like, "Oh, you got to get Brady some weapons." It's his last few years. You got to get Brady some weapons. He mm-hmm. had Edelman on the roster. Yep. They brought back Josh Gordon. Yep. They signed Antonio Brown. Yep. They lost Gronk because Gronk was retiring for a year. Mm-hmm. But you go out and get potentially the biggest wide receiver you possibly can, Antonio Brown, to add to Julian Edelman 
and a returning Josh Gordon. That is that not, and I, that's using all your salary cap to make Brady yeah. happy. I mean, Josh Gordon gets suspended and gets released, and it was all fine and well until when they were eight and zero. Antonio Brown gets suspended, and then they got blown out by the Ravens on a Sunday night or Monday night game, and that's the end of that. Was it? They were five hundred football team from I'm then so, on. They still tried. They still tried to make every move. They and Belichick says it himself said it himself many times. Every move for the last twenty years we've done on offense has been to better Brady. Right, they've always and they sold out those last three years of Brady uh, that Brady was there. They sold out salary cap wise. It got them. They they stretched their money so thin. They moved things around and they robbed Peter to pay Paul. And eventually, as everybody knows, you know we all do it, right? We're all we're all in the business, right? We all own it. You know, think your house is a business. You start putting shit on your credit card because your paycheck was a little light this week. Guess what? you're still going to have to come back and pay that credit card bill at some point. Well, all those bills came due. All those credit card bills came due. The repo man was there. Everybody was standing outside Bill Belichick's front, front lawn, and, they, and he said, yeah, uh, this is it. Uh, uh, we can't do it. We can't do anymore. And that is exactly what happened with the Patriots. They sold out. They went to three straight Super Bowls, and they won two. Was that not worth it? Was worth it to me. What does that was was it not worth it as a Patriots fan? Did you not enjoy those? Enjoyed the shit out of it. I mean, are you still gonna sit here and like and, and like like you said, like what do you want more? Everyone's like, greedy. Everyone wants more. We all want more. Yeah, the Patriots would love to have won eight Super Bowls with Brady and Belichick over the course of twenty five years. Yeah. That would have been great. Sure. Would have been a phenomenal story. Would have been cemented them as the greatest duo in the history of sports. If we went nine for nine, unfucking believable. Right. Doesn't happen. It's tough. You get to the last game. It's the final game. You lose the last game. It's all over. There's no. There's no makeup games. That's, no. that's, the, that's the whole point there of football. There is nothing. And I mean, yeah, you can point You're out. You're lucky that you have won six. You can point out Bill Belichick's winning percentage without Brady. But if you look at Bill Belichick's winning percentage with without Brady on the Patriots, it's still pretty decent. You know, yeah. I mean, do people forget that Matt Castle took that team to eleven and five the year Brady got hurt? Eleven and five. That uh, O two, we went uh, nine and seven. Yeah, we with, the, that was with Brady, though. We were the no, yes, but we were the first team to to go nine and seven and to miss the playoffs or something like that. No, 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 no. There was a three way tie at nine that and was, seven for the division. No, that was that was 08. 11 and five. They were the first. That was no, 08. they we were missed the, it. I think the second. They were the only ever. second team ever. The I want to say eighty nine or eighty eight Broncos were the first. They went eleven and five and missed the playoffs. The Broncos did it first. Uh, go, I mean, go eleven and five, missed the playoffs. Yep. Then the Patriots did it in a way. And then two thousand when they had Drew Bledsoe, they went five and eleven. Uh, that was Bel- Belichick's first year in the in the in the league. And then last year you had uh, again this. I'm not. Um, this isn't me like making up room for it. You had eight opt outs for starters. Yep. You lost Brady, no salary cap, and you had to bring in Cam Newton, who I like Cam as a person, but still but something was wrong. Ten days before the season started, and then he got COVID, missed two games, and there was no OTAs, there was no offseason, we there was no training camp, and they still went seven and nine. So, I mean, everyone likes to go back and count the Cleveland days against 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 Bel- against Belichick, but let's not forget when Bel- when uh, Cleveland moved to Baltimore and they fired Belichick. Belichick drafted Ray Lewis and Jonathan Ogden, and set up the Ravens for fucking twenty years. By giving them Ray Lewis and Jonathan Ogden on that team, and Belichick never got to get to use those the two those True. two guys. Right. So it was just like a big f you to the to like Belichick Absolutely. and Nick Saban. Pat, Zabin, Pat like to that. your point, uh, the Jets went in oh nine and ten. Uh, the Brett Favre led Jets were the uh, the Jets in the division in oh eight when Matt Castle was there. And and to to talk about Brian's point, Brian's like, what do you mean? Uh, everyone was talking about Bill. It's 
you're looking at it in a microcosm. You're saying one year, like, Brady went to a great situation for himself. I never thought that they were going to win the, the, the Super Bowl that very first year, but they did, and Brady looks great. But you can't take that and say, all right, well, you know, they were given even teams. No, the Patriots had to reset. The Patriots had to lose a bunch of guys. The Patriots had to make the, the you know, we just talked about it for 10 minutes. We, we kept kicking the can down the road. Eventually, you have to pay. You can't just not pay all these years and keep deferring over and over and over again. The Absolutely. Patriots, the Patriots used last year as a reset year. This is a good defining year with a rookie quarterback. It takes a couple of years. If Belichick never wins again and never gets back to the Super Bowl and Brady retires with another ring or gets another Super Bowl, wherever the hell the case may be, you can absolutely say, all right, Brady wins, in my in my opinion. But right now, it's not really a fair argument. I mean, it's you had to reset. You're going through the actual emotions. It's not, you know, Belichick can't just be like, I'm resigning as, well, he did this for the Jets. Can't just be like, I'm out of here. I'm going to go sign with Kansas City now and take over right. by Andy Reid. It doesn't work that You know way. what I mean? It's just and, like and Bill's, he's, he's got a home here, and he knows he can. he's basically got carte blanche to do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, in Foxborough, and to think that Bill Belichick is somehow slipping up or, or accuse Bill Belichick of slipping is just asinine to me. Tripping. The guy is still as sharp as it gets. He's still the best coach in the league, and I'll tell you right now, once Mac Jones develops and when this team reloads for real, they, that 10, 11, 12 win Norm is going to return really quickly. So can you imagine keeping just keep in mental note of all the a snapshot of all the people that you see bitching right now? Oh, so trust in two me. years when they all oh. come back out of the woodwork, like, oh, I was never I never doubted Bill. Nope, nope, nope. I was all team Bill the whole time. Can you Fuck imagine that Tom Brady guy? Can you imagine mm-hmm. if this offseason the Patriots say, you know what? We do need a number one wide receiver. We go get Devontae Adams, who's a free agent. Mm-hmm. And then you have Mac Jones in his second year of a rookie contract with a stacked offense in front of him, mm-hmm. and just be like, and Belichick's going to be like, and everyone's going to be like, he played this perfectly. You know what I mean? They yeah. just, like, it's like Oh, the narrative will flip. As soon as they they go out and they do something, and as you know, Sean, you know better than, as well as I do, and we know better than most, the salary cap is only going up exponentially over the next couple of years. Especially next year. The space is going to increase. All these deals that the Patriots went out and signed, all this record money they gave away, is going to be a drop in the bucket next year. And they're going to be able to go out and basically do it all over again. That being said, these people, the people, the the fans that are going to be in the stands, hashtag tit, Tom instead of team, those people right now, make a mental snapshot of those people that are on your Facebook feed, your Twitter feed, your Instagram feed. Because you are going to have to... It, is, it will be your duty as New England fans to call them out and ostracize them. Bully the shit out of them. Make them feel terrible for the things that they're saying right now because they don't have any faith in this team. They're not about the Patriots. They're not about New England. Nope. They're rooting for Tom Brady, and they would prefer that Tom Brady come in in a Bucks uniform and beat the brakes off of your rookie quarterback so they can sit there and say, heh, Told you we shouldn't have gotten rid of him. He was the best. And Bill Belichick sucks. And Bill Belichick this and Bill Belichick that. Meanwhile, in five years, Bill Belichick's going to have another Super Bowl ring. And he'll probably be retired. And he'll be sitting there going, yep, I did it without Brady. Look, I, I went, I tore this team down and rebuilt it back. And he did the most difficult thing there is to do in sports as a general manager, which is find a replacement quarterback. Find a guy to replace the guy. And he'll have done that. To replace the guy, the guy that everyone talks about as a god. 
And you, if you find the guy to replace that guy, your legend only grows exponentially. And Bel- Belichick is in it for two reasons. He won Shula's record, and you know he won Shula's record. Mm-hmm. And he wants another ring. So then he's going to say, your move, your move, Tom. We well, did, Tom will be we done did it, by then. We did it together. Tom will be done by then. I think Tom's done. I think win, lose, or draw, I think Tom's done after this year. I know he says he's, you know, wants to play until 50. But you watch. The injuries The injuries are going to catch up to the Bucks a little bit this year. Things are going to – they already started. They've already started to. Gronk looking like a, a PS2 injury. Gronk. Gets tackled, lies on the ground, holding his groin. It's like, dude, I saw this in, in Madden 03. Yeah. Like, he had the same injury. I'm telling you. And then – you know, Brady's going to get beat up a little bit. Things aren't going to go well. They're not going to make it out of the playoffs. They're going to get to the playoffs. They're going to lose early. And then all those one-year contracts those guys signed are going to go poof. And the Bucks are going to go, nope, I think we're moving on. And Tom's going to go, you know what? I think it's time to hang it up. And I will say this for this Sunday's game, and we, this could be like the thing that we end on. Brady comes out of the tunnel before game, and he gets a standing ovation. Totally fine with that. If I was there, I'd do the same thing. Like, kind of like, hey, welcome back. Thank you. Good, like, like, proudy. Game turns on. No offense, my man. I'm booing you. I'm, I'm rooting for my team. You are, but as somebody brings up in the chat, I mean, what are all the people with the half jerseys going to be rooting that for? That makes me sick to my Listen, stomach. Listen, if you are going to be at the game, if you are fortunate enough to be at this game on, on Sunday night and you see somebody in a half-and-half Bucks-Patriots jersey, a Bucks-Patriots-Brady half-and-half jersey, you have my full permission, and I encourage you to dreify them and punch them in the face. I have a hard time. Like, if at the end of Brady's career, I wanted some kind of, like, framed— Oh, and be a dick about it. I wanted some kind of framed picture with, like, Brady's accomplishments, and, like, I have a hard time buying that now, knowing there's going to be a Buccaneer accomplishment on there, because I'm like, it, it's, it doesn't match for me. It's not, my, it's not my collection. My collection would be Brady's stuff. I don't want— Brady stuff plus like a Buccaneers ring. Like I don't care about that. I want his right. I want his stuff on my because team. see you kind of did it. It kind of worked opposite for you. Like for me, it worked opposite with Peyton. Like where Peyton he played for the Colts you. and then came to my team at the end. Yeah, and won a Super Bowl, and that was like heaven on earth. Of course. Whereas for you, it's you've had the guy, and then he goes off and wins another Super Bowl with another team, and you're like, dude, what the fuck, like. You couldn't have hung out for one more year? We couldn't have figured this out one we're in more a, We're in a long-term marriage, and you're leaving me for this dude? Yeah. <laughs> for this fucking guy? Uh, but no, anyway, uh, that's I think that's good. I think we're good for Bucks patriots for now, right? Yeah, that was, that was a that long, long, long uh, patriots. One thing, well, actually, one thing, well, if you're a Patriots fan, this is what you're going to want to see on the sidelines. Uh, you're going to want to see Brady mouthing this oh, on the sidelines. Oh, please watch. We will for sure go out in this game talking about Matthew Stafford, but you have to also credit this record. <laughs> oh, my God. Play that one more time. All Watch right. Brady's lips. You can't hear it. Yeah, read the lips. No, you can hear it. There's volume. You can't hear what Brady says, but you can read his lips. Read his lips very carefully. And if you're a true Patriots fan, this is the look you want to see on Brady's face Sunday night. Well, we will for sure go out in this game talking about Matthew Stafford, but you have to also credit this. Fucking cocksucker motherfucker. That's all you have to know. Beautiful. That's all you have to know. Put that on a shirt. I'd buy it right now from TB12. Uh, you you would you would buy anything uh, Tom Brady related, but uh, uh, no, not anything. But let's play this. Uh, let's let. Should I eat the chip now? Do you want to eat the chip? We have about 25, 30 minutes. That's. Or should we save it for next week? Because mm. we want to do the full hour. Because I want to make sure we. Because I should. We should have done it when we had an hour left. But we had a we had a, a, a let's save it for next week. 
We'll save the one chip challenge for next week because we want to do it at the bottom of the, at the bottom of the first hour. Or how about how or about next the, week? We, we start at eight thirty usually. Yeah, we do it at nine, and see if you can last till ten. Well, that's what I'm saying. We want to give okay. it. I want to make sure that we get the full hour on video of me not having to drink or touch can we, anything. Can we, can we put a timer on the thing too? Like have a little timer pop up on screen? I can figure something out. Sure. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, I can do that. And we, we can like, build it for the whole. week. I don't know how, but I'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Uh, but no, we'll, so we'll make that. So we'll make sure we'll we'll do this next week. The uh, the Pocky one chip challenge. I'll do that next week uh, because we want to make sure we have a full hour. Uh, so and, you can watch me hour, sit here and it's suffer. It's gonna be an hour with no drink, no drink or no food. Oof, dude, that is torture. Me going an and, hour without and you having have to a talk. Sip. Yeah, well, you know, maybe hopefully we'll have a full house next week. Are you, are you gonna and coat, you and you and are you, gonna, can are you kinda, gonna coat your mouth with honey and be like, I can't feel the effects. I mean, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm kidding. I, I, I'm I mean, kidding. I don't even know if that would work. I have no idea. I, I don't there, has, there has to be a cheat to get around it because you have to, like, coat your mouth because basically it's, like, the oils in the chip, like, swirl around your mouth and create extra heat after they tell you not to drink water because just, like... Well, carbonated water makes it worse. Anything carbonated worse. makes it way worse. So if you're a spice fanatic, which I am, uh, you know that when you eat something spicy, the worst thing you can do is drink water. Especially or car- or anything carbonated because it just enhances the f- the the awfulness of that heat. The best thing you obviously dairy, milk, yogurt, milk, cheese, yogurt, sour cream, cream cheese. Dude, I would eat like a whole gulp of vanilla ice cream, cream. works. Uh, anything basically to kill. But there's honestly at, at when you're getting something this hot. I mean, this is Carolina Reaper and ghost, uh, ghost pepper or scorpion pepper, whatever you want to call it. Um, when you get to this level of heat, there's really nothing you can do. You just got to embrace the suck and deal Ooh, with it. Okay. So. Uh, and by the way, the only reason why I'm saying an hour is because inside the box it says if you last an hour, you are invincible. Yeah. It, it Basically, the, uh, the thing, the little pamphlet says, you know, if you last five minutes, you're kind of a chud. If you last 30 minutes, you're, you're pretty impressive. But if you last an hour... Man, that is something serious. Like you are good. <laughs> you may be the Superman. And I don't know. I haven't. I haven't been eating a lot of spicy stuff lately. So my my taste buds might might not be as desensitized uh, as they were maybe uh, say this time last year. Again, I give, I, all, I give you all spicy all all the credit in the world. I will not be pertaining this because I am a giant vagina, and I do not do spice. So I it would, does say this chip will destroy you. I will, honest to God, if I put that chip anywhere near my mouth, I would probably already start tears. Of pain would come down my face. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I've always wanted to try one of these. Um, I did the the Death Nut Challenge, uh, yeah, which was pretty easy. It wasn't great, but it was pretty easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It definitely hurt. It it just it gives you that. Uh, well, you kept eating the nuts in like an order. Yeah, you got to go in order, and they get hotter as they go. And then know, the, you, the, the last, the level five, is just pure capsaicin, and it's just like. Yeah, but at the same time, like you just kept adding to this is one chip. Like your mouth's already hot, and you keep adding hotter and hotter stuff. Eventually, you just like kind of like burnt out. But that, oh, that chip is like one death punch. Wait, Josh. So wait, your buddy's uncle will give you fifty percent off a quarter to shop if you can do that chip without throwing up. What? No, that's not real. All right, Josh. Tell your buddy's uncle to tune in next week, and I will one hundred percent do this. Not only will I not throw up, but I'll complete the hour. How's that? I'll even double down. Well, I get seventy five percent off if I do the whole hour. I mean, I can do it. I've done it before. It's not that, you know, it's not that bad. It's bad, but it's not that bad. I mean, I've, I've, I've done spicy stuff before. Josh, there's no way that's real. 
I mean, this guy was eating no- nasal napalm, just like trying it at a store. This is true. For, ki- for like shits and giggles. Anyone so- who's seen my hot sauce collection in my fridge knows I don't fuck around. I like hot sauce. I mean, it's what I do. Uh, this chip, Sarah, this is the chip right here. Uh, it is the Pocky One Chip Challenge uh, Ghost Pepper Reaper, whatever. Carolina Reaper, Scorpion Pepper. It will, this chip will destroy you. Um, it's just one super spicy tortilla chip, which is really cool. Um, I'm always, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of. For, for, the, for the normies like myself, they tell you when you're taking this chip out, wear a glove, use the plastic sleeve, do not touch the chip directly because if you rub it on your, if you rub your fingers on your face, your eyes, your nose, it will burn your skin and your senses. Yeah, it hurts. It's just, but it's just, it's powdered pepper. I mean, I have all the, like, Carolina Reaper, I have probably, like, five or six. Oh, my God. Listen, if Joey has, like, a monetary value attached to this hour next week, Joey might train, like, listening to, like, You're the Best song for, like, all week, just, like, eating hot wings left and right. I mean, I listen, dude, like, I, I've done, there's, there's not many, I did the Death Nut Challenge, which I've been told is more difficult than the chip. So I, I had that going for me. Uh, I have probably at least uh, a half dozen to maybe 10 Carolina Reaper peppers sauces in my fridge. As a matter of fact, I have Carolina Reaper peppers in my fridge right now. And I'll show you, Sean, when we get downstairs. Oh. I pulled out my hot sauce making kit because I'm going to make a Reaper. I'm going to make a homemade Reaper sauce. Oh, this just sounds like pain. I got Carolina Reaper f- peppers from a friend of ours who got them from a friend of hers, who grew a tree, and he was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I'm going to grow some Carolina Reaper peppers. And then he had this giant tree, and he had all these peppers and didn't know what to do with them. Birds were just dying and, left and, and right. And our friend, thought she thought of me, and she grabbed like she grabbed me a half a dozen of them and, and brought them to my house for me. So I'm going to make a sauce out of them. Oh, Sarah, please don't do the chip. Sarah said she'll do the chip, too. Oh my I mean, God. I could probably... I, I wish if we had more than an hour... If we had an hour to go, I would do it right now, but... Sarah... Uh, Sarah, if you want to do a chip, we'll do it next week. I'll go. I'll go buy you one, and then we'll I'll fucking deliver it Don't to you. Only like seven like bucks. Yeah, it's not that expensive. I'll buy one for her, and she can record herself doing it because it's twenty-five calories, though. Oof. Oh, it's gonna be rough on my figure. That's gonna be so it's rough. rough. Uh, but anyway, all right, let's get back to some sports talk. Um, but no, the the this will happen next week. So if you're listening right now, we need an hour clock. Uh, we we're gonna have an hour clock. Ha ha! Ticking clock. Uh, we'll have one of those. I gotta figure out how we can get a ticking clock on the screen, though. I, I'll have to figure that out. Um, Just put the show um, uh, twenty-four yeah, on. Uh, some, yeah, dude, 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 dude. Immediately, what I thought of. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, but uh, let's let's take a listen to Bradley Beal. We'll we'll get back into the NFL in a second. Talked about this earlier. But I wanted to I wanted to play this Bradley Beal video for those of you that uh, that don't uh, that didn't know what we were talking about in terms of just asking questions. Uh, in ter- because the NBA is man, you know, there's there's a lot going on with uh, COVID vaccinations, people being mandated to take them, not mandated to take them. It's a little bit long of a clip. I apologize for that. It's about a minute and forty seconds. Uh, so just bear with it. But uh, take a listen and, uh, and and a watch, and we'll we'll be right back in whatever minute and a half, a hundred seconds. Every player, every person in this world is gonna make their own decision for themselves. Um, I would like an explanation to, you know, people with vaccines. Why are they still getting COVID? If that's something that we are supposed to highly be protected from. Like, that's funny that, oh, it reduces your chances of going to the hospital. It doesn't eliminate anybody from getting COVID. 
right? So everybody, is everybody in here vaxxed? I would assume, right? So you all can still get COVID, right? Okay, but you can still get COVID, right? So, and you can still pass it along with the vax, right? So, so I'm not asking, I'm just asking the oh, question. Oh, sure. And so like having COVID back around the Olympics, like that basically just saying like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but to having it change your opinion one way or another, like that it kind of reemphasize that I don't need the vaccine because of that. No, 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 that didn't, that wasn't the case. I mean, yeah, I had it, but that doesn't mean I can't get it again. You know, I mean, it's no different than somebody with a vaccine. Like I can, yes, I developed the antibodies for it. So my chances will be less likely now as well. Right. But it's still a possibility. I may get it just like there are players and coaches and staff who are vax and missing camp right now because of it so so there you have it I mean, there's that was what bradley beal had to say and he just asked some pretty honest questions the reporters are like well you know you might have less of a chance of uh dying or going to the hospital and he's like well i had it and i didn't none of those things happened to me so correct um why would i rush out to get this thing and i think it's just going to line up because i think this is where the nba the NBA does a really good job of listening to its players. Agree or disagree with what their what their message is, the NBA does a really good job of of listening to what the play, keeping their thumb on the pulse of what the players are thinking, feeling, and listen, what's important to them. They listen to their stars. Sure, they listen to their stars, but they overall they will take into account. Whereas the NFL, they don't give a flying fuck about the players. They're like, yeah, dude, whatever. You're one of 53. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Are, are you Aaron, Bro- Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? No? Okay. Bye. Even when we people hated the NFL, when people hated them at their most, they still had the best the best ratings in the country by far. Oh, uh, without, when without a doubt. Hated. When people said they were never going to turn on a game again, they still turned it in, in and droves. And I know people that still haven't turned on a game. Still tuned in in droves. And some of those stats would say those people are I'm liars. not one of them. I've tuned into every game I oh, can. Oh, yeah. And everyone's like, oh, the NFL's going to abolish all this stuff. I'm like, I'm still watching. But the NBA has a kind of a uh, – they're going to have a little bit of a problem on their hands because they're if they're going to continue to listen to their players and they're going to continue to take their players uh, seriously and, and do what is best for their players – there is a large majority of, of, or at least a majority of the outspoken players. It, it feels like it's a majority. It's probably not a majority. But there is a lot of very outspoken players that are coming out now and saying, you know, even LeBron James said. Oh, we have no sound. Oh, shit. There we go. Okay, we got the sound back now. Sorry. Thanks, Sorry. guys. Sorry. Thank you for that. I always forget to fucking click that button back. God damn it. Uh, but there you have Bradley Beal. That's what he had to say. God right? damn it, Bradley Beal. So, I know. I wish I could figure out how to make that so I didn't have to do that. But whatever. It is what it is. That was an error on my part. Um, I muted the mics for no reason. I was like, why am I? Because I'm looking at the mics, and I'm like, the mics are on. I'm like, oh, right, but I muted it through OBS. Like, uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, But the NBA has always done a very good job. And if you're on Mixler, you've already heard this part, so I apologize. Uh, 
which, by the way, if you want the audio-only stream and you don't want to watch, uh, keep your phone tied up through Facebook, sure. you can go to uh, www.mixler.com backslash joey-fats. Uh, and you can just click on it. You don't need an app. You don't need to download anything. You just go right there on your browser. Uh, go to that website and click listen live, and you will get the live audio of this show broadcast straight to your phone, your device, whatever, and you're not going to have to tie up your phone using Facebook uh, to watch us. But that being said, uh, the NBA has always done a pretty good job, very good job, better than most leagues, of, of keeping their thumb on the pulse of their players and kind of letting the players guide where the league, how the league handles things. Now, whether you agree with their messages or not, that's not necessarily the point. The point is, is that the league listens to its players. Unlike the NFL where it's like they don't give a shit. Like, yep, you're just, just a number. You're not a, you're not a superstar. We don't care. Yep. Goodbye. See you later. Uh, the NBA does a very good job of doing that. So the NBA is going to have a little bit of a problem here because you have Bradley Beal asking questions. You have Kyrie telling you to get fucked. You had Wiggins telling you to get fucked. You had LeBron coming out and saying that he did get vaccinated, but he also said that he believes that people should have a choice, which goes directly against what you know most of the major politicians have said, including our fearless, dementia-ridden president. Um, they they got a problem uh, if they're going to try to push the narrative that they've been pushing, you know, where they hush people for speaking out against China and they hush people for saying things that aren't in lockstep with, you know, whatever LeBron believes at that moment or not, whatever, however it goes. If you have players in the NBA coming out and saying, I believe in personal choice and I believe people should have the, the right to make that choice for themselves, you're, you've got... Uh, a very, 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 uh, how do you say, I don't want to say it's, it's not a major problem, but it's a very precarious situation. It's a first time. To handle, because LeBron James even admitted that he was skeptical. And I think if you look at the vaccination numbers, I think only 40% of African Americans are vaccinated. Something like that. So if you kind of look at it from a cultural standpoint, I mean, African American people have been pretty much skeptical of the government mandating vaccines uh, since the, what was the, uh, not, was it not Tuskegee, um, what was the other one, the uh, the airmen? You remember they, they did that, uh, the whole experiment thing? God damn it, I, I had the, I'm going to have to look this up. Not a help for you this one, but yes, I, I agree with you, but yeah, that they have some serious doubts about wanting to be vaccine or not. Why don't the NBA just have some kind of, mandate or something along those lines you know not have anybody sit within six feet of the players or you know you can't have the audience sit right on top of the bench you know what i mean like they need to do something or, or i i sincerely doubt the nba will say well if you're not vaccinated you yeah, can't it, was play. The t- it was the tuskegee study okay never mind I, I i i don't think the nba will go down that slope i do not no i don't think they will i, I listen i think what the nba is going to do i think the nba is going to listen to its players and I think the NBA is going to do what the players say. And if Bradley Beal is coming out and he's saying, listen, I got questions and I'm not getting legitimate, I'm not getting answers that I feel comfortable with. And listen, as someone, I'm on, right now, as of right now, I'm unvaccinated. I'm not against getting the vaccine. I, as a matter of fact, I've been saying all along, I'll get it, probably get it eventually if it if it turns out that it's, beneficial to me my health listen if p 
people that I know and love and that I come in contact with are immunocompromised and me getting the vaccine will help prevent them from getting sick? Sure, why wouldn't I take that? I'd be a selfish dick not to. But so far, everything that's coming out is saying, eh, that's not necessarily the case. I'm not anti-vax or pro-vax. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. Well, what I am is pro-choice. Okay? My body, my choice. Sound familiar? Right? Is that is that not? Nope, you can't use it for this. How this, this is this is not what you're gonna do. No, that, that right, you're right. That doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. It only works that way. It only works my body, my choice if you're speaking out against Texas or or uh, or you know or Mississippi or whatever, whoever passes whatever law that they passed this week. Mm-hmm. And just for the record, I don't necessarily agree with Texas's ruling in that whole abortion thing anyway, but I won't go down that can. Won't open that can of worms. That's a um, because, shitty can. Because here's here's my thing is I am very much pro the people. I am very much pro the government staying the fuck out of my life. Whether the government says you can get an abortion at six weeks or 36 weeks, I don't think the, the government should have any say in that whatsoever. So... Either way, I'm, I'm not okay with it. Just the same way I'm not okay with the, the government telling me that I have to get uh, an, a, uh, a, a vaccine or whatever. If you want a negative test uh, for me uh, to show up to a sporting event, sure. I'll go stick and swab up my nose and get a negative test. I don't really care. That doesn't bother me. It's stupid. I think it's incredibly stupid, and it's just pandering uh, to the people that are too lazy or just don't know how to find the information that's available to them. Uh, that being said, what like what what's what's the problem here? I mean, you know, somebody was like the other day. Somebody was like, "Well, a 15 year old died of COVID," and then I went home and I looked up that 15 year old. He was 357 pounds. Oh my god! No shit, he died from COVID. COVID was COVID must have just done this kid a favor. I mean, Aww. unless he was trying to get on uh, my seven hundred pound life, you're right. He Poor was a kid. child. That's not right. That's not. That's not fair. And but th- that's more the parents' fault than anything else, too. Probably, probably, definitely that sucks. But but that's that's sad. But because but the you bottom know, he line had is other that, major health issues. Yeah, to deal with the as bottom well. line is that there was major comorbidities there that probably contributed just a little more than COVID. And the kid probably you know the, his his ticking clock was probably uh, getting closer to zero than people realized. That being said. What Bradley Beal is saying is just he's simply asking questions. He's simply saying why, if it doesn't prevent me from getting it and it doesn't prevent me from spreading it, why are you so adamant that I get it? Well, it could keep you out of the hospital. Well, I already got it and I didn't go to the hospital. I mean, the man's a professional athlete. He wasn't being rude at all. No. And he was actually being very upfront about it and he was just asking very simple questions. And you can tell by the tone in the in the reporter. Well, oh, uh, uh, you 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 know it can do this this and this. Okay, that's that's fine. But it's it goes back to the uh, and I'll steal this from uh, Dan Bongino. It goes back to the old Moneyball line. You know when uh, Brad Pitt's sitting in the room and they're like they want to draft this kid and like well he's a good hitter he's a good hitter he's a good hitter and Brad Pitt's looking at the stats and he's going why doesn't he hit? Okay, if he's a good hitter, then why doesn't he hit good? It just—it's that simple. The room looks around like, "What you talking about?" But we just he, said he was a good hitter. Yeah, and he goes, "Yeah, but I'm looking at the numbers, and they say he's not a good hitter." So. By the way, you did—you did what everybody does. Billy Bean, fucking—he got fucked out of his own movie and book. I know. Everyone's like, "Oh, Brad Pitt from Moneyball," and he's Billy Bean's like, "God damn it!" Yeah, seriously, we should give <laughs> Billy Bean the credit for that because he was the guy that did that did come up with all this. But it's the old. 
Billy Bean adage, if he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? And that's just kind of the way this thing goes. And so we'll we'll drop the COVID conversation because I know it's depressing for a lot of people and you come here for sports. And we, yep. but, I, but, I, when I these, but when these things intersect on this show, just for the those who might be listening in for the first time and you don't really know what the show is all about, we're not afraid to go there. All right, we're going to take it Let's there. Let's talk about it. And we're going to talk about it. We're on two different sides of the fence. I'm vaccinated. He's not. We've both said it on the show. And I have no problem with you being vaccinated. Same. In fact, I probably would have gotten the vaccine. I, I'm probably going to have to get it because my if I don't, my job's going to suspend me for five days. And then 30 <laughs> days later, if I don't have it, they're going to suspend me for 10 days. And then 30 days after that, if I don't have it, they're going to fire me. Ridiculous. So there's that, which is just completely ridiculous, completely asinine. And completely backwards. That being said, what do I do? I mean, you know, and, and I feel for those people in my position who are in the same position as I am. And believe me, I know you're out there, whether you're first responders, healthcare workers, private sector, public sector, state, federal, whatever it is, whoever you are out there, if you are being told that you have to get this and you are being threatened with your livelihood to get this, that is bullshit, and we need to make these people fucking pay the price for doing what they're doing. Now, I don't know how we're going to do that, but in due time, they will have to answer for this. And I promise you that will happen. When? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Will I have anything to do with it? Probably not. I got a sports talk podcast to... Get on uh, to do, and I got bills to pay. So my job, not enforcing it whatsoever, but as a you know, shout out to my job. I'm not going to say what I do, but they were just like, you know what? If you have it, we're giving you a thousand dollars. That's it. No ifs ands or buts. There's just, rumors that the state is going to be giving us just, bonuses if just, we have it. They were just being cool. They were just like, hey, we're just going to give it out, not enticing people to get it. But they're just like, hey, you know, FYI, like, uh, uh, you didn't have to do it, but you did it on your own free will. We're going to give you a thousand bucks. It wasn't it wasn't expected. It was a nice little gesture. So I was I mean, like, that's, that's cool. Kind of enticing people to do it though. And then, but what if you? Well, it's like, but what if you were one of those people that were like, well, I would have gotten it if I'd known there was a grand on the line. I think, I think they left the interpretation like if you if you want the thousand, you can still get it, but you don't have to. But they're enticing people to get it. There's a carrot at the end of that stick. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're right. They're not forcing you to get it, but they're also making you make a decision, um, which is wrong in 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 an, of itself. But again, that's a whole nother thing. But to, uh, Sarah asked a question in the chat. Sarah said something about being vaccinated to go to Boston events. I took my wife to Maroon Five at Fenway. Um, say what you want about Maroon Five. Way to cover that with taking your wife. Yeah, stop, not my type of music, but that, I mean, the fucking guy, what's his name, Adam Levine, he, dude, he kills it. He runs back and forth on that stage and sings. Like, I give him credit. He's a showman and a half. Doesn't take breaks. I'm, I was, I'm still impressed. Every time I go see him, I'm impressed. Um, went there. Now, they sent us the day of the concert, not beforehand. You have to be vaccinated. The day of, which I was like, that's scummy. But, all right, let's bring our stupid vaccination cards. My wife carried them with them. She brought, like, a little handbag clutching. I was like, can you put them in there? We get to the guy, and the guy's like, oh, we need your vaccination cards. My wife unzips her bag. As she's taking them out, the guy's like, all set. I could have been pulling out a gun, and he's like, nah, you're good. He was the security, <laughs> he was the security guy you see in the video of, like, checking people. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. That, that was him. Yeah. Could care less. She was going the motion. Let me just go grab the old vaccine. He's like, ah, you're, you're vaccinated. See you later. 
Like, oh, okay, you're reaching. You actually, Done. You're actually reaching for the card. Yeah, you're good. Good. That was it. So, and Sarah, I feel like, and you know what? Bullshit. Props to that guy for actually doing that because you know what that guy is doing? He's recognizing the fact that this is bullshit. I'm going to ask. You make the move like you're actually going to get it. I'm going to believe you. Carry on. He has to let in whatever Fenway fits, 36,000 people. Yeah. They, well, they don't fit 36. I think it was like 23,000, they said. 23 or 24. I think, for the concert. For, for it was con- sold yeah, out. They, and, yeah, whatever they do. there's nobody on the monster in the exactly. center field cut but off. That, but there's people on the but field. But there's people on the grass. Yeah. So, like, he has, he's like, I got to let in 23,000 people. Not him, but, like, but their yeah. team is like, we're never going to get these people in if we're checking every single card, name, ID. We'd have to show anything. I could have had a card could have said Caligula on the card. They would have been like, that's you, Caligula. See you later. Caligula was a very nasty man. Yeah, I know. That's what I use the name for. Yeah, Ligula was the most gangster of all the Caesars, I think. So I'm just saying, like, they could I could have written anything on there. I could have probably printed it out in black and white being like, this is me, Danhausen. And they would be like, all right, see you later. <laughs> and it's like, here I go. I'm coming in with Bill Cosby. I'm going to go get some raping on. And you're like, they're like, yeah, but you got your vaccine card. Go nuts. William Cosby, enjoy the show. Yeah, right. On you go. See you later. Who's next? Kim Jong-un, the fifth on you go. Oh, congratulations on your 18 at Tory Pines, sir. That's very impressive. Oh, oh man. my god, it, it's ridiculous. You're right, Sean. But you're the, the whole proof of vaccine. But hey, anyway, we wanted to get that out, out there because Bradley Beal made some excellent points, and it was really good. Last video that I wanted to put up tonight was if you listen, if you missed out on the ESPN two Monday Night Football broadcast for the last three weeks, it, don't worry. Oh my God. The ship is not sailed. Joey. It comes back week seven. Eli is a very out-of-touch, tone-deaf person. Eli is... He doesn't understand how America works. I think Eli... No, I think he understands exactly how it works, <laughs> and he just doesn't give a fuck. Chris Long is just like, ha, ha, ha. Chris Long enjoys so it. So Eli Payton and uh, they had Chris Long in the in on the fourth quarter of the Eagles-Cowboys game last night. Obviously, Chris Long was a... Uh, yeah, you know, he was the uh, Ram uh, Patriot, Ram Patriot Eagle, Eagle defensive end. Uh, won Super Bowls with both the Patriots and the Eagles, back to back years. And he came in and he uh, he he did a little cameo last night in the fourth quarter. And Eli just uh, well, he just expressed some feelings. Let's let's let you see this. Excited to see you go to Philly. I mean, you're getting the double bird right away <laughs> from a nine year old kid. I would give the bird. I don't know. Can we do that? Or can you? I'm sure you can. You can blur that out, right? It's over now, yeah. so I mean, you're double bird by a nine-year-old, and they're <laughs> saying things about my mom and Peyton, and you, I can't even tell you what they said about mom. Hey, I, I mean, look, Eli Manning might be, he is either just the best troll of all time, or he completely had no idea what he was talking about. I'm going to go with the former, because I think he was literally just trolling. Like, he knew, because initially he goes like this, and he's just like, you know what, we're just going to do this. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> And Chris He's Long like getting and Peyton, the double bird and bite. Peyton's like chuckling, like laughing, like oh god. And Pey- Chris Long's cracking up, and he's like, and he's not wrong. Philly fans are like that. He's nine a nine year old, a nine year old kid giving you the double barrel middle finger, and you're like, shit. All right, there's there's more to that clip after it goes off, but we didn't have it. But I remember last night during the game, Chris Long tells Eli. Hey, if you don't like a, a nine-year-old double flipping you the bird, you better stay off Xbox Live for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, he goes. You just get more trash talk than that, and they're all nine years old. Yeah, facts. I mean, listen, most kids that have been on, like most people that are on the internet these days, the people that report posts and and get offended by stuff, they were not in the Call of Duty or the Halo Three lobbies of two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Dude, I got banned for some shit I said back I then. 
Yeah. I got that, banned. Yeah, I, I'll, tell you, you, I'll tell you, you off did air. Did you text it, though? No. You just said it? I think I was... I think I was trash talking the wrong person. I think he was like one of those like uh, Xbox like generals where they go in and make sure like for game security and people are, like saying the right things. I lost a whole username on Xbox 360. Wow, I'll that's tell impressive. You, I'll tell you. I'll tell you off air. Yeah, that sounds like an off air story. It was. It was actually uh, Halo lobby that I lost my my thing. Oh well, so. that's always that's always a, a good thing. Um, but uh, I think that about covers it, Sean. Are we there? Is that? Yeah, I mean, we talked about that. We talked about the Packers stealing the souls of the Niners. We talked about the Rams being the best team in the NFL. We talked about Josh Gordon's return. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. We yep. covered that. Brady, the Patriots, ad nauseum. We covered Brady, the Patriots. You know what? We didn't talk about Josh Gordon getting his eleventh chance. Yeah, we did. Yeah, briefly. We well, we did briefly. We just said that we talked. We talked a little bit about it because he's now a Kansas City Chief. The Bucks are desperate. They're bringing in Richard, Richard Sherman. Richard, Richard Sherman. Richard. He might be Richard, Richard soon. One thing I did want to say, though, like one thing that we, we kind of touched on it earlier uh, when Durant called in that we didn't really like circle back to was the AFC West is absolutely in chaos right now. Okay, the Broncos and the Raiders are 3-0. and The Chargers are in third, and the Chiefs are 1-2. and Chargers look very good, though. I, I, li- I like that Chargers team. And I think it's did I a- send you the screenshot? Oh, I posted it to Facebook. Maybe. Of me at 12.37 on Sunday saying, man, I kind of want to take the Chargers in the upset today. Yeah, 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 you did. And I I don't know why. I just always felt like I felt like the Chargers were ripe to win that game. And as that game progressed and I didn't switch my pick, I left it with the Chiefs because it was like, all right, so the game started off. The Chargers went up, I think, like 13 nothing. They missed an extra point, and I'm like, Oh, and now all of a sudden it's 14-13 or whatever it was. And I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. The Chiefs are going to win. I'm like, okay, glad I didn't change my pick. Then we got to the fourth quarter. My brother and I are watching it, and I'm like, son of a fucking bitch. I should have changed my goddamn pick. I knew it. I had a feeling. I had a gut feeling that the Chiefs were going to blow that game at home to, to the Chargers. The Chargers always play the Chiefs well. They yep. always play the best teams in the division well. Yep. But to see the Chiefs at 1-2 and two right now, this is a place we've never seen them at since Mahomes took over. Those those fans are panicking. They should be. I mean, they should be, but they shouldn't be. They should be because their roster is largely crap. They need they need a Aaron Rodgers. But relax. Their quarterback is not. Yeah. And Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, they're gonna figure it out. They look a half step slower. They do look a little slower. They're playing extra games. Their body's getting beat up more. Like they're not. They're not spring chickens anymore. They they're on this the second contracts already. Listen, it sucks, but Patrick Mahomes needs to get rid of that no look bullshit that everyone sucks about. Well, that's for. the thing, dude. Like he's got to cut the shit with the no look stuff. That pick by Asante Samuel Jr. That was nice. Diving through the air. I think what was it? PFT commenter. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna have a son. Just call him Asante Samuel the third, so we can get drafted. <laughs> it's a smart idea. Just based right on that. No yeah. problem. Exactly. See you later. Uh, it, it is what it is. Uh, but, no, that uh, that's one of those things where you just kind of. You, you good? Yeah. Nope. Sorry. I just had a stroke. Um, <laughs> smell toast. Do you smell toast? Um, that it's one of those things where, like, you kind of you, you regret that you didn't do it. 
And then when you don't do it, you're like, you're, you're like, God damn it. Like, why didn't I do it? And you're like, oh, because I'm a giant pussy. Because I just, I was a pussy and I couldn't pull the trigger. I wanted to take them just like la- like two weeks ago. I Because last week I was a little gun shy because mm-hmm. week two, mm-hmm. my upset picks didn't pan out. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, glad I, I'm glad I only took, like, I only lost on one of my upset picks. I only pulled the trigger on one of them. Yep. But the other couple were like, just, ooh, not great. I got you. Not great. So, uh, but yeah, the AFC West is absolutely just upside down right now. Raiders, Broncos, Raiders. Uh, I don't know who the Raiders got this weekend. Who do they have? Uh, I don't know. It's a fairly decent game, if I'm not not mistaken. Uh, week four. Let's see here. Come on. We've got uh, Kansas City is at Philadelphia. A win. Denver is at home against Baltimore. Uh, push. The uh, Raiders and the Chargers play on Monday night. That's, That's a great game. That is actually going to be a That's pretty a fantastic game. game. That makes Monday night uh, very much worth watching. So uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll be back next Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. Be sure to tune in. Watch me eat this bad bitch. One-hour uh, time limit. On the show with the one-hour time limit. If I get half off a quad, there is absolutely no chance in hell. I am not doing that. You and Paul might have to carry the show that night, but uh, hey, we'll uh, we'll talk about. It. We'll be here to talk about Brady he needs and the Bucks some milk. and everything else. Until then, Joey Fats Radio Row One Seat Seat One for Sean Bettencourt. I'm Fats. We're out. Peace. Adios. If he dies, he dies. He dies. He dies. <laughs> he dies. <laughs> <laughs>